is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. All you have to do, dial in toll-free, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and you can join us on our website. Freetalklive.com is the location, and unlike a lot of those talk show websites, ours is free. So you can go there and you can add things to the site, as in articles like that you might find online or a YouTube video of interest or something fun, something outrageous, something you know, that's upsetting, whatever it is you want to submit to the site, whatever you think our listeners would enjoy and what the hosts of the show might find interesting, you submit it as show prep at freetalklive.com. And at that point, uh, it then appears on the upcoming stories page where it must receive a certain number of votes in order to be promoted to the front page and the top of freetalklive.com. So see for yourself, get interactive at freetalklive.com. With you in the studio tonight, it is Ian. And Julia. And Mark. Uh, so we, on I think it was... Friday night, I mentioned I had a news piece that we never ended up getting to, and neither of you were here at that time, so you don't even have any idea what it was. Uh, it's a survey, and Julia, I think you'll appreciate this one. I already like the title you like of the headline. It. Okay, sex. You can see it? I don't know it. Yes, <laughs> sex means more to adults than having kids. According to CBS Atlanta, sex means more. The article title says sex makes adults happier than having children. All right. This is, you know, this seems counterintuitive uh, because whenever you encounter someone with a, you know, a child of their own, they're usually saying things like, it's the greatest thing that ever happened to me. Mm -hmm. It's a miracle. Mm hmm. And things like that. Mark, you say things like I that. Don't, I wouldn't call it a miracle, but it is the best thing that ever happened to me. Okay, you definitely said that one. And most and exciting thing. Uh, you know, Jack is the most exciting thing right. every day of my life. Yep. And I believe you. You know, I absolutely believe you. But Good. You, you hear that so often, it's, you know, you start to believe that that's true for most people, but maybe it's not. Again, according to CBS Atlanta, when asked about what makes them happiest, a group of adults participating in a survey ranked sex at the top of the list. Kids didn't even come in second place in this. Drinking alcohol no call. came in at second place. Now if I'm you guessing like, if you like having sex and drinking alcohol, maybe um, like you shouldn't have had kids because there's a lot of people that have kids, right? There are a lot. I of believe people. the number of kids in this con- in America that are are born unintentionally is fifty percent. I would bet it was even higher than that, but okay. That is the official statistic from, I believe, the CD. Okay. CDC or, right. or one of those organizations. You should look that yes. up so you can verify it. Yes. Well, thank goodness for that, Julia, because if not, we wouldn't have you here with us tonight. But, uh, unintentional? Yes. Oh, unintentional children? Sure. Right. Oh. Yes, their loss is my gain. Okay, okay. I'm adopted. I think there's a pretty good chance that I was unintentional myself. Yeah, good chance of it. So you are you claiming to be intentional? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. We're really happy for you. We, the unintentional, are so happy for you. <laughs> I wasn't intending to claim anything about myself uh, in that case. Drinking alcohol came in second place. Volunteering in at number three. I volunteered, and it is nothing compared to having a kid. Number four, religious contemplation. And finally, in fifth place, child care rounded out the top five. According to the website Daily News and Analysis, University of Canterbury and New Zealand conducted the research. Uh, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention in Atlanta considered the enjoyment of sex to be an important part of one's overall sexual health. Uh, participants in the study were asked about the activities that ranked lowest on the happiness scale. Recovering from illness took first place in that regard, followed closely by using Facebook. <laughs> That's a least happy thing to do? Yes, okay. apparently so. Why well, are people doing it so much? 
There is a lot of people, I actually know someone personally like this, where when they look at Facebook, they just focus on what everybody else is doing and they get really depressed mm. about their own life. Because and other I don't are understand that. More fun than they I are, guess. for instance. I don't get it because I don't do that. They're but if I, if I were to look at my Facebook, there would be some people that were better off than me and some people that are not. Mm-hmm. So I don't I I don't understand that mentality, but I I have read that that is a legitimate problem for people and a really great source of depression. It's interesting. And uh, you know, there was an Onion article recently about how only four more only four people remaining like Facebook and <laughs> It's funny. I didn't realize how true to life uh, that particular Onion piece was. People really don't like Facebook. But yet, as you point out, Mark, they continue to use it. That's uh, it, yeah. it's masochistic. It's right? moved into the area of uh, utility then. Um, uh, you know, some, uh, something that you count on yeah. and expect and use on a daily basis, but dislike has like moved, running water. Yeah, has moved into the area of utility. Before you know it, politicians will be uh, pr- proposing legislation to make sure everyone has access to Facebook because it's a human right. Well, I don't know if you've seen that there have been psychiatrists, I think it's psychiatrists or, or psychologists, I'm, I don't remember. Psychiatrists uh, prescribe They prescribe medicine. the drugs, right? Yeah. Okay, so it's psychologists have come out and said that if you don't have a Facebook today, you're you could be a psycho. Yeah, that was uh, there was there was an article on that um, that, that you know said something just like that that uh, you know sort of the studies and what makes people weird. <laughs> well, that's interesting. There are only a billion people with Facebook pages worldwide, so was that leaving? Yeah, but they're only, they're only I would wonder what the cultures. percentage of people who have Facebook pages in America versus other cultures because I know obviously Facebook's all over the world, but mm-hmm. like how many how much of that is American. Good question. I bet someone's run those numbers out there. If you dug around, you'd probably be able to figure that out. Uh, Facebook pop, My mom know. has one um, at 71 or 72, whatever her age she is. Um, Facebook use per ca- country per capita. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure like everybody's got one at this point. Uh, so back to the list. The, we're on the list of activities that rank lowest on the happiness scale. So... Well, got- I want to say about the ones that are the highest, it's interesting that, um, you know, that Okay, so they they put religious contemplation number four, sex number one. And, um, I'm 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 missing what number three was. Uh, number three was volunteering, volunteering and so drinking alcohol. Number two, right? So only drinking alcohol and having kids kind of have this back end uh, problem, you know, aspect. So drinking alcohol, if you drink too much alcohol, you'll have a headache in the morning, and there's health problems. Presumably, they would not count that as having a good time. Agreed. And having kids, you know, there's there's the really joyous times, and then there's the times where you're annoyed and you're up uh, until five in the morning dealing with crying baby or something like something that. like that. Like yeah. there's a downside to kids, and there's definitely right. a downside. To alcohol. You weren't too pleased with Jack at that time in his life. Well, I mean, there were times when, yeah, it, it was. It's not that I was displeased with him. I just put earplugs in, and my wife had a oh, deal. That's with right. It. You had a deal. Uh, that was the deal. Uh, that she, you know, she stays home. She deals with the kid. I work. I don't deal with the kid. Got it. Um, and any other other than what I want to deal with. So whenever okay. I, you know, want to uh, tickle or whatever, then you know that you that always works. In. In. Yeah, I opt in anytime I want. <laughs> but kids have this, uh, you know, the downside as does alcohol. But you know, religious contemplation. You contemplate until you don't feel like contemplating anymore, yep. and then you know you're done contemplating, and you know there you go. Uh, volunteering. You volunteer until you don't feel like volunteering anymore. None of these, these don't have sort of the downside. Mm. So I wonder also volunteering. There's a lot more people with kids. You can also have bad sex, though, which is the number one. 
Uh, bad sex? Yeah, you can have I've that. heard that there's no such thing as bad sex. It's like pizza, right? Right. All right, go Even ahead. when it's bad, it's good? Yeah. Only you have bad sex. Uh, um, the, okay. I, 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 so I think, that, I think that people probably picked volunteering because they were supposed to, not because... there's a. If you compare the amount of people that have sex, the amount of people that drink alcohol, the amount of people that have kids... Yeah. To the amount of people that religiously contemplate and volunteer in their communities, I suspect you'll find significantly lower numbers in those two areas than in the other three. Wouldn't you agree? Interesting. I'm not sure if I agree. I volunteer in my community. I'm a volunteer firefighter, and I think I do just about all these things. And I've got to say, yeah, you know, of the things that truly bring me joy, that's not one of them. What's your order? I do one and two. You do drink and have sex. Yes. <laughs> gotcha. Certainly I drink alcohol and I, you know, I enjoy it when I'm doing it. You don't want to overdo it though, so it's going to be a bad thing. I, I have sex as often as my wife wants to. I wouldn't put drinking alcohol in the top 5. At I wouldn't all. either. I wouldn't either. Um I would say that I've had some other drug experiences that I would rate much higher than alcohol. I think this is ongoing. What provides you the most and I think that we're talking about quantifiable joy in your life. Is that right? I don't know how you quantify this. Well, I mean, uh, uh, the, the largest p- quantity, not uh, you know one single incident, right? Also, the phrase "child care" to me implies um, like a certain portion, like yeah. actually caring for the children, like changing the diapers and doing yeah, the that tasks. Sound like that, it's much fun, right? So, I'm somebody who doesn't have children, and I don't want children, but I could see some interesting biological growth aspects <laughs> of it. If that makes sense, I don't do child care much, but I love having a kid. Well, I think the. You know, playing catch out in the front yard is also considered childcare. I don't think, I don't think so. I don't think so necessarily, no. 855-453. Well, it'll be interesting to see how they define that then. More coming up here. You can take control. The bottom of the list. Are you a fan of beer, liberty, and good conversation? Do you support freedom, peace, and voluntary interaction? Are you looking to meet others who think like you? Don't wait for your move to the Free State Project to get started when you can do something about it today. This is Amanda Mill, encouraging you to set up a Liberty on the Rocks network near you to begin connecting and informing libertarian thinkers over drinks. Visit www.libertyontherocks.org. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up anything you want toll-free, 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves. That's why we call it Free Talk Live. And we're talking about what it is that people enjoy the most. Well, we'll get back into that and also what they uh, dislike. We'll get back into that here in a moment. Of course, uh, we'll take your calls at 855-450-FREE. They do not have to be on the subject upon which we are discussing. Uh, Also, I want to invite you over to freestateproject.org. Big news, and I think we might be breaking this news uh, tonight here, Mark and Julia. Uh, And that is that the Free State Project has eclipsed 66%, two-thirds of its goal of 20,000 people, 20,000 signers, people who have pledged to make their move to New Hampshire and to get active for liberty. People who, I remember when they just hit a half, and that was exciting. It was a couple years ago. Uh, I forget the exact date, but it was in 2010. I did check it earlier uh, today, but it was in 2010 that we hit half. Uh, so it feels like it's accelerating a bit. 
I love how Ian uses we here. Now, any other time, you'd get corrected on using we, but here it's a we. Well, here the we is a true <laughs> statement. The three of us are all Free State Project participants. It's true. So unless one of y'all has resigned from the Free State Project, and I have uh, not. it's an accurate um, statement. So the idea is to have 20,000 liberty-oriented people all move to the same geographic location. We've proven already uh, that we, the Free State Project participants, have proven already that uh, this works. This is not just some sort of pie-in-the-sky concept. This is a proof of concept. It, has, it is happening. There are over 1,100 people that are here now as part of the Free State Project. They are considered early movers, as we are. Uh, people have been moving for the last several years, uh, since probably around to late 2003. Folks have been moving here as part of the Free State Project. So almost a decade of people moving here, over 66% of our way to the goal. And I think that's exciting because more people are getting signed up, I think, as time goes on. And it'll be uh, – hopefully it'll be a race to the finish line on this. Yeah, I think that this is, uh, this is an, an important milestone because if you're looking at it from sort of the outside, everybody's individual sign-up is just as important as the sign-up that brought us to 66%. Um, but – at the same time, it's a it's a it's a milestone in reaching the goal, and I yeah. think that it's uh, you know it, it's it's great because it shows quantifiably the Free State Project has been declared dead so many times uh, that it's you know pathetic. But the fact is, it continues to add signers. People continue to move to the state, and they continue to be active and making a difference. There have been dozens and dozens of people elected to office from the Free State Project. There's all kinds of civil disobedience things that have gone on in the past and probably will continue to go on in the future. There's all kinds of media being created here in um, New Hampshire. Some of it has uh, you know, ran its course. Others are being created all the time. And these are, you know, there's all kinds of projects out there where people want you to move here, move, move thither and yon. Uh, well, there for, are for now, liberty. but there weren't really before the Free State Project. And that's a real compliment to the Free State Project. It shows the Free State Project has worked, so these other people want to do something that works too. But, um, I mean, none of those things can show sort of quantifiable change in their area. Some of them really aren't about change either. But, um, you know, I. I, I, I think that it's I think it's very exciting. The Free State Project's really accomplished a great deal. We'll get back to things that people enjoy doing and the things they despise doing here in a moment. Let's go to the phones first, though. Bobby is listening in Pittsburgh, I presume in Pennsylvania. Bobby, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Julia, and Mark. Hello. Hey, Bobby. What's on your mind tonight? Um, well, I'm a new listener. Welcome, sir. Uh, and I'm a freshman in college or er, high school. Okay. Sorry, I'm a bit nervous. <laughs> how, no worries. It's, you're just talking to three people in a studio. It's no problem. Where, how did you find the show? Um, my friend, or my cousin's boyfriend, Anthony, uh, he told me about it mm -hmm. because I, he's called into here before, actually. He talked to you, I think, a day before Election Day. Oh, very good. So what were you uh, wanting to talk about tonight? Um, I was, I actually, I had some ideas, and I was hoping to hear your thoughts on them. All right. Shoot. All right. Um, well, first I'd like to tell you I got turned on to libertarianism. Is that okay? Yeah. Why wouldn't um, that be okay? I, I don't know. It's my first time. I'm sorry. Well, we're pleased to be your first. <laughs> go, go right ahead. <laughs> uh, so, I used to consider myself an anarchist, like, you know, just being your average teenager. Mm -hmm. But, like, in the sense that there wouldn't be a government, not in really the chaotic way it's normally viewed. And uh, But soon, I kind of, like, grew up and realized that it was impossible because most humans wouldn't be able to, like, live peacefully together. There would always be some bad apple causing some trouble. And um, 
after discovering Reddit, I started paying attention to politics. And, Ugh, uh, Reddit is a couple- horrible place for politics. Why is that, Julia? Well, if you're talking about the traditional um, politics channels, it is extremely liberal. It Reddit. Is. It is. Yes. But, Continue. Uh, Sorry. No, that's fine. Uh, and that was a couple months before the whole NDA 2012, DOPA and PIPA and all that mess. And uh, so that's whenever I looked around a little bit, like read up on some different political stances, because I had just been going with what my dad told me. And um, I found that libertarianism shared a lot of my views. Figures. Where, where was dad coming from? Uh, he's a conservative. Mm-hmm. So what so, is it? Uh, uh, it's not that big of a change. So do you have any uh, sort of questions about libertarianism, things that uh, are kind of a sticking point for you? Uh, not really, but um, I'd like to uh, go to my next thing that I okay. think you might, eh, you guys might be excited about. I don't know. Maybe. Okay. Um, I think next election around, libertarians might get the young vote because around the time of this election, uh, I was uh, telling all my friends about, you know, like, you know, typical high schoolers all, yeah, I'm going to vote for this guy. And uh, I was telling them about Gary Johnson. And suddenly on Twitter and Facebook, I see these, I see um, people I've, Never thought had political would have political opinions. Just it's blowing up with all these people that are like Gary Johnson's awesome and stuff like that. And I was just really surprised. Um, Interesting. You know, maybe you're yeah. right. Uh, it's certainly possible that there will be some sort of youth liberty explosion. Uh, one can look to the Ron Paul campaign in 2008, and uh, certainly more so. He's one of the main people who turned me on to libertarian. Sure, and uh, you know, in 2012, he brought even more people on board. And th- when you go to a Ron Paul event, uh, there's no shortage of young people there. Whereas if you're at like some Republican or Democratic function, Democrats do better with young people than Republicans do. But if you're you know at a major party function, you're probably going to see. Uh, a bunch of old people. And so, I mean, there's no doubt that the message of liberty, I think, resonates with people of a younger uh, viewpoint. Uh, but I just, the other thing you're dealing with there is that young people are also historically apathetic. Uh, so even though young people might be more likely to vote for a libertarian if they were informed on the issues, they're not so likely to participate in the to first actually place. go and vote. <laughs> yeah. So there's there's that issue. And and also, you know, you said you were 17? Uh, no, I'm a freshman. Um, okay, so that would be like 14. 15. Okay, so Four. you probably haven't even been paying attention through most election cycles. Uh, usually yeah. it, it, it goes where to where people continue to make the same mistakes over and over again. So uh, they'll vote for another Democrat because this other Democrat's going to promise change. Whereas, you know, they fight, figure out maybe that Barack Obama didn't really give them what they were hoping for. But the next guy is going to do it. The same thing with the, you know, Republicans. Oh, the next guy will prom- promise liberty and will promise smaller government. And, well, he must be telling the truth. So I think that'll become an issue. But I hope you're right, Bobby. And keep in touch. Thanks for the call tonight. 855-450-FREE. The sake. 
Hello, my friends. This is Tim Cummins. I was just reminded about you and thinking about how awesome you are. And it's just incredible that whenever I hang around you, I just feel good now. And I'm reminded about how every day and every way you're getting better and better. And I think about how VerbalSurgery.com changes you from the inside out. So check out my podcast at VerbalSurgery.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want toll-free at 855-453-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. We have methods for you to receive information from Free Talk Live and talk back in certain cases, like on Twitter or Facebook. Of course, we also have email as well, which is not so interactive, uh, but it will guarantee that you'll see everything, unlike Twitter and Facebook, where you kind of see what you see when you log in, whatever's there, unless you make a real effort to go to our Twitter or Facebook page. But you can follow us in whatever way floats your boat. Go to news.freetalklive.com. That's news.freetalklive.com to get signed up. The phone lines are brought to you by SACL CAI. It's a company that handles accounts receivable. If you uh, go to freetalklive.com, you can see their banner. It's the top one on the right-hand side of the page. Again, SACL CAI. They've uh, been longtime supporters of Free Talk Live, so if you've got a company that needs to try something new in the area of accounts receivable, try SACL CAI. All right. We've been talking about what people like and uh, dislike. What is it that makes them happiest, according to a survey conducted by the University of Canterbury in New Zealand. And what makes people the happiest? Well, sex, number one. Alcohol, drinking it, number two. Uh, religious <laughs> Not rubbing it on their sores. Yep, and uh, child care. <laughs> religious contemplation and child care round out the top five. But apparently there were more than the top five. There were several things listed in this we also uh, disputed here that child care is a poor way of uh, describing uh, sort of having children. You know, the 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 act of having children from birth to, you know, even from pr- pregnancy through, you know, maybe, uh, you know, however old they get, uh, you know, even all through your life. I think that there's a lot of joy that comes from that. But the term child care doesn't really indicate right. that. My point was that I think that could mean different things to different people. Because when I think of the phrase child care, I think of cleaning diapers, breastfeeding, uh, you know, all of these things that specifically involve caring for the child. Cooking food and uh, making sure they don't set the house right. on fire. So I dug up a little bit further uh, during the break to see what I could find out about this and, you know, see if I get more information. Because CBS News, CBS News is one of the most poorly edited news I guess gathering products. organizations out there are products. Yeah, I don't know how much they're gathering, but uh, the products, the very basic kind of overall view. Of, it's like the USA Today of, uh, you know, kind of radio TV uh, news. Well, I'm sure that now we have you know, two of the largest news organizations and uh, the, the planet are very excited with you. Well, I don't really care what they think. They're not advertising on our show and <laughs> nor would they probably ever. So uh, USA Today is kind of known to be the simpletons newspaper, um, <laughs> meaning that they write at like a seventh grade reading level. I'm not saying that it's a bad paper necessarily. I'm just, you know, 
That's just how it is. You write to the lowest common denominator if you're working for USA Today. And uh, CBS is bad. It just has terrible copy copy editing. Anyway, they didn't really get into a whole lot of detail as far as methodology. How does this survey actually work? And I was really hoping to find the actual sur- or the actual survey, but I, I have yet to be able to pull that up. Again, it's the University of Canterbury that did this. But before we get into the other piece here that tells a little bit how, a little more about how they conducted this, uh, we need to finish up the bottom five. So they they did the uh, the top five things that people that bring people the most pleasure. And what is it that brings people the least? What is it that is most uh, frustrating, basically? Dental work for folks. Yep. Uh, let's see. So it was. Getting better from illness was the number one result. Yeah, there, so. you know, sometimes it's funny. You're just getting things going in your life, uh, and, and and things are just going along, and then you get some kind of sickness. Uh, and this is just like a cold or the flu or something. It could take you out, and it could oh, take yeah, it's a bummer. weeks to get back on. And I can only imagine what it's like to have a real illness. Number two on the lowest scale is using Facebook. Three, housework. Four, <laughs> Text messaging. And I, I don't that have much love for, for text messaging, I gotta say. Go ahead. Well, I I wouldn't say that text messaging brings me great joy. Um I well when you get it like a random text message from somebody maybe you haven't spoken to in a while or I I like that. I mean I like when people want to talk to me. That feels good, right? So hmm. but I wouldn't consider it on the worst scale at all. That seems strange to me. Uh, I just, uh, I, I, you know, oftentimes people will communicate via text, and sometimes it's convenient for me to respond through to, 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 with text, and sometimes, you know, I'd rather just get a telephone call. It depends what it is, I think. Number five on the lowest list, commuting, which I can imagine <laughs> is uh, pretty unpopular. So is five uh, the worst, or is five... No, 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 the, no. Number the, five, lowest. So At least fifth yeah, worst. Right. Least Gosh, worst. I w- text messaging is worse than commuting? than commuting? That seems weird. Huh. So uh, here's a little bit more information from Time Magazine's and these piece. Are, who are these people? Are these <laughs> like codgers? Uh, that's something that's not really made clear here, which is why being oh, able nice. to look at uh, some sort of actual summary of the study would be more interesting. Uh, but researchers at the University of Canterbury conducted the study using text messaging. Maybe that's one of the reasons why text messaging showed up so poorly, <laughs> is because people were actually in the middle of doing it while conducting the study. And you know, if you're in the middle of doing something you don't like, you're probably more likely to rank it highly yeah, on the yeah. list, or in this case, poorly. Uh, so they collected data on what people did during their average day and how they felt about each activity. So I texted people three times a day over a week, and the response rate was really high. People are never far from their cell phones these days, explained Karsten Grimm, a postgraduate psychology researcher leading the project. People replied to an average 97% of all text messages, and texts were sent at random times, so there really is a rich sample of every, everyday life to look at. So there you go. If they're connecting by text message, odds are good you're probably dealing with a younger segment of the population. I'm just going to go out on that limb. I, I don't know how many seniors are engaging uh, text messaging on a regular basis. Uh, having sex... I wouldn't respond to the survey. I'd say, this is spam. Well, you might have already opted in. So okay. you probably have opted into doing the survey, and you know that you're going to get text messages. I still wouldn't do this. I wouldn't opt into a survey via text. I wouldn't do a survey via text. So it talks about how sex uh, was number one, etc., and that uh, doing housework brought people more pleasure than going on Facebook. 
Uh, and then there's another piece here from ChristianToday.com. You know, they're going to have an interesting uh, view on things here. For the study, researchers used text messaging and built up a data pool known as experience sampling of what activities people rated as bringing the most pleasure and subsequently those categories that brought the least amount of happiness. They said here that uh, they ranked – this is what's interesting. They ranked different things on different categories. So they ranked them under pleasure, meaning, and engagement. So that's a detail you don't get in the CBS or Time magazine stories is that apparently there were other rankings in this study about what has the most meaning. So we were talking originally about what has the most – what brings the most pleasure to someone. Yeah. Which is a completely different category than what has the most meaning. Well, and I would say that a lot of people would agree that simply the act of sex and the act of childcare – Sex is more pleasurable, right? And has less meaning. Um, and I, I was certainly. But I'm saying just ex- on the pleasure category. So it's not looking at like the the uh, relevance and and the effect of you raising a child on your life. It's just this. If you look at this particular activity, obviously, I feel like sex is more pleasurable. But when you look at the, if they had asked the question differently. You might get different results. Yeah, and where does alcohol show up on the meaning chart? <laughs> Again, I would like to – I can actually give you that one. They happen to put that one in here in this Christian Today piece. Uh, and this is an Australian Christian Today piece. So, again, I'm, uh, it's probably true that these were only New Zealanders that were participating in this, uh, this study. But according to the study – Sex ranked first in all three categories. Oh, interesting. It has most, so, the most meaning. The all most right. pleasure, the most meaning, and the most engagement goes to sex. Now, oh, you're certainly engaged. Drinking <laughs> alcohol or partying came Hopefully. in second in terms of pleasure, but only tenth in terms of meaning, according to the study. I would think it wouldn't be terribly meaningful. And surprisingly... Hopefully. Unless ra- you're talking about uh, the, the wine for, in communion. Surprisingly, raising children and religion both ranked below sex and drinking alcohol, but it doesn't say under which category. Mm-hmm. Was it all three in that case or just a pleasure case? 855-453, that's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves here, and maybe you want to tell us your top five or the bottom five of things that bring you the most and least pleasure. 855-453, you can take control, bring up anything you want. It's Free Talk Live. Puke in the Gang, the podcast for grumpy young men, brings you issues. We are talking about raping babies. I love Nazis. Beast Jesus. News. New York shuts down vibrator giveaway. Here's a fun story out of uh, Spain. El Correo. No, wait, that's a newspaper. Personal stories. I kicked a windshield once because I was angry. I just got annoyed and I wanted to die. I know all the words to get jiggy with it. I have a horribly tiny penis. Responsible journalism. I'm drinking my liquor. When we do the show, we're generally drunk. Puke in the Gang and cake. This is Free Talk Live. You are invited to take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll free. 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us online. Head over to freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features on the site. We give them away. And... Uh, if you want, you can give us a little something. We've got the Free Talk Live AMP program. You can go to amp.freetalklive.com. It's five bucks a month. Take that money in and invest it into the show, getting on more radio stations around the country, bringing more internet listeners on board. And it makes a big difference. If it weren't for the Free Talk Live AMP program, I don't know where we'd be today. 
I, I really don't. I mean, because uh, we really have appreciate our great advertisers on this program, but it's the it's the amp dollars that have been rolling in for all these years that have really funded us getting to the conventions and being able to like the, the talk radio industry mm-hmm. conventions and being able to really reach out to radio stations with industry advertising to kind of brand Free Talk Live. Yeah, and, our growth is uh, it you know rests largely on the shoulders um, of the the amplifiers. Yeah, especially and, and you know especially in the early days, but even more so today because now that we're at least, you know, we have a kind of a foothold in the business with over 100 radio affiliates. We've got the the name recognition that can kind of help us bring more affiliates on easier in into the future. But we never would have gotten to this point if it weren't for Free Talk Live Amp Dollars. So the, the five bucks that you amp today is actually more valuable because you're already leveraging all of the amp dollars that have come in the past and have helped us get on all those stations. Does that make sense? Explain it to me again. Well, amping today is more valuable as far as getting more radio stations on board because the money that is used is more effective at That's reaching true. out to stations because we have built a brand. Whereas, you know, I'm the not other the- amplifiers in the past have worked on building that brand. So, yeah. uh, you know, you're you're advertising and you have a brand as opposed to advertising and don't have a brand. Right. So it's not like your five dollars a month is just going into a kind of like a vacuum. We're starting from zero every month. No, it's you're building on what has already come before. So thanks to everybody that's amped the show in the past and to everyone doing it today. And if you haven't done so yet, please consider it at amp.freetalklive.com. You get perks too, like the Amp Only Call-In Lines, the podcast that uh, is only for amplifiers, and more, amp.freetalklive.com. So 855-450-FREE, that is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Uh, another story I didn't, you know, I just wanted to wrap up, and then Julia is going to tell us about a Supreme Court decision that actually sounds like a good one. Uh, we'll get to that here in a little bit. But Department of Incompetence. In this case, it's the Department of Homeland Security. You can fill in any other government agency here. But in this case, it's a $430 million deal for one radio provider. I'm just going to guess Motorola but because it seems like that's the way the government goes is yeah. with Motorola products. Which, by the way, Google bought Motorola, so one of their divisions, interestingly. Uh, but getting the agencies responsible for the national secu- for national security to communicate better, this according to ArsTechnica.com, was one of the main reasons the Department of Homeland Security was created, or so they claim, yeah, after that was the, reason. the September 11, 2001 terrorist attacks. But according to a recent report from the department's inspector general, one aspect of this mission remains far from accomplished. DHS has spent $430 million over the last nine years to provide radios. So half a billion dollars, all right. Tuned to a common secure channel to 123,000 employees across the country. Can somebody do uh, the math on that? Uh, 430 million divided by 123,000. Just curious. Working on employee. Problem is, no one seems to know how to use them. Only one of the 479 Department of Homeland Security employees surveyed by the Inspector General's office. 35 bucks. Is that right? What? Really? Only 35 bucks? That can't be right. 430 million divided by 123,000? Anyway, maybe you're right. I don't have the time to do it at the moment. But only one of their employees surveyed by their inspector general's office was actually able to use the common channel, according to the report. Most of those surveyed, 72%, didn't even know the common channel existed. Another 25% knew the channel existed, but weren't able to find it. Hold on. Uh, maybe it's 35,000? 
3500 3500 Okay, that sounds more. Is that a radio? More realistic. They're claiming here that's what this money was used for, $430 million to provide radios to 123,000 employees. Yeah, that's pr- that's, the, that's the number. Well, now that's going to include other things like repeaters. It's going to – I'm guessing it's going to include a, you know more – Base stations. Big antennas, base stations, things like that. But still, that's <laughs> a lot of money for, uh, for a radio system. So 3% uh, were able to find the older common channel that they used to use, but not the current one. And, you know, these two-way radios can be complicated. There's a lot of buttons on them. Yeah, and, yeah they're complicated. You know, if you don't take the time to really sit down and Read figure it, it out then you're not going to be and, able to And use why it. would you? If you were a government employee and everybody around you uh, didn't know how to use their radio, <laughs> right. why in the world would you sit down and learn how to use your radio? Your boss doesn't know how to use the radio. Clearly, it doesn't take that to, uh, to, to move up. So yeah. you know, why learn? So almost 100%, almost 100% of the 479 uh, employees surveyed had no clue one how guy? to get on the channel. Only one guy. Less than one percent, and that's just to get on a channel. Let Quarter alone of a percent. Anything else? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Investigators also found that half of the radios did not have the settings for the common channel programmed into them. More than half of the radios. So that means that they didn't come. Probably. Fifty or sixty. Is that a manufacturer 000. issue? Is that a uh, that's a somebody's failing? Look. We've got these great little two-way radios here in uh, Keene. They're the, the Baofeng UV5R. Go ahead, look it up. You can get them online for 40 to 60 bucks, depending if you buy them in bulk or not. And it takes a little bit of practice to you know get used to it. But as far as loading up the channels, I plug in a USB cord into my laptop, plug the other end into the radio, open up a piece of software, and click Upload to Radio. And I can clone all of the channels from one radio to the next. So if, Mark, you were to hand me your radio, I could take all the same channels I have on mine and then give them to you in a matter of seconds. So the idea that, uh, that, that 60,000 of these 120-something thousand radios, they didn't even program the channels into them? It sounds like somebody's somebody, asleep on the, the, yeah, the wheel. Somebody seriously dropped the ball. I mean, this is this is what are they doing? Money? Do they, what are they? Can they use these radios? Do they have one hundred and twenty six thousand radios that just don't get used? Are they decorations to make people look important? I wonder about that. How many of them are sitting on a charger on someone's desk? How many of them have never been opened? You know, the box has never been opened. And like you said, how many of them are just on someone's belt clip uh, to make it look like they know what they're doing? I've got to say, I've got a, a radio that goes with being a volunteer firefighter. And, you know, it's it's a it's a little bit of a badge of prestige. Mm-hmm. At least the people that know um, who, who it is that, you know, have these things, they... they you know, they tend to ask the questions. Now that's like a one-way radio. It's like a receive-only yeah, thing? Yeah, it's a receive-only yeah. thing. So but you can uh, hear emergency calls. The officers have uh, two, the two ways, and I'm, I know they wear those too. Only 20% of radios tested had all the correct settings. So just to clarify, more than half of the 123,000 radios didn't have the settings for the common channel, to which they're supposed to be able to interact with one another. The all one these channel. Yeah. Uh, now, th- that means sounds to me like there are several channels on this. So they might have like uh, you know, a channel for Springfield, Massachusetts, FBI, or a channel for various different things. But the one common DHS channel that they're all supposed to have, they're all supposed to know about so they can all communicate with one another, half the radios don't have that. And then 20% of the radios, uh, only excuse me, only one out of five, 20% had all of the correct settings. The radios were set correctly for 20%? what they're supposed to. Yeah. yeah. 
It's, you know, just another one of these failings of, uh, you know, governments and the things that they buy. Department of Homeland Security has been a, a colossal boondoggle oh, since man. its creation. And I can tell you it wasn't a failure for Motorola no. in this case or whoever it was that provided. I'm just j- guessing it was them. Whoever provided the radios, whichever middleman uh, did the deal on this, wasn't a failure for that guy. Yeah. So there wasn't some sort of training class or something because Apparently not. if this was done in a private business... I imagine, just based on my experience with various jobs, that first they would test roll this out in a few stores or locations, right? So they would say, all right, we're going to use these radios. Here are the procedures. Here's how we're going to use them. And they would would watch and see if they were productive over the the course of a year before they launched them company-wide because they wouldn't want to waste the money if it wasn't useful. Even if all they were spending was a hundred bucks a radio, they'd they'd take that seriously. They wouldn't want their employees wasting, and the average company wouldn't want their employees wasting their time and they certainly wouldn't show up to your desk julia come up to you and say here you go julia and give you a thirty five hundred dollar radio and here you go yeah no they would not do that (laughs) i can't imagine these things are thirty five hundred bucks i mean that's just sort of the division in it well no i mean but but the per radio i mean per radio that's what they ended up paying maybe 50 maybe a bunch of it was you know middlemen's fees how much ended up going you know per radio is another question we know that um as the government agency tends to get bigger so does the uh the inflated price tag but it's hard for you to imagine. It paid for said. radio infrastructure and maintenance as well as the actual radios. So, you know, like I said, repeaters, devices that might connect them to the Internet for uh, for repeating online, things like that. Still out, absolutely outrageous prices here. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. We'll tell you a little bit more about it here in moments. As you might imagine, the Department of Homeland Security is not commenting on the story. This is Free Talk Live. Hour 2 is next. You take control. A science fiction comic adventure from Big Head Press. Quantum Vibe. It's year 2523. There are colonies on Venus, Mars, and Mercury. People travel in bubbles, fly at hyperspeed. With brain implants and artificial gravity. A scientific genius and his clever assistant set out on an adventure through the solar system. On a secret mission to find the key to access new frontiers and save liberty. There's a robot girl and zany creatures Made with genetically engineered features And corporate villains crave the opportunity To steal a profit from others' ingenuity A scientific genius and his clever assistant Set out on an adventure through the solar system On a secret mission to find the key To access new frontiers and save liberty Quantum This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want toll-free at 855-453 as we launch into the second hour of the program. The number is, again, 855-453. And with you tonight, it's Ian. And Julia. And Mark. Coming up, Supreme Court case makes a decision that might actually be a good one. Julia is going to tell us a little bit more about that. And, of course, we talked a lot about Black Friday on Black Friday because Free Talk Live is live every single day of the week. We don't miss a day. We don't take time off for holidays. I don't remember the last holiday that we actually did have to take time off for. It's been a few years since that's happened. So we've done a pretty good job at going 365 days a year for quite a while now. 
And apparently, CNN's reporting, weeklystandard.com has a story that a record 247 million shoppers visited stores and websites in the post-Thanksgiving Black Friday weekend. That's almost every American went shopping this weekend. Well, I I didn't. What's you that? did? I did Sunday night. It wasn't like a Black Friday motivated thing. I went to go pick up a few things from Walmart uh, late Sunday night. Well, they're talking about, you know, when, it, when you've got a family, you buy something all the time. But they're talking about shopping online, too. Um, are are you, they talking about shopping online? No. Uh, oh, yeah. Visited stores and websites. The, yep. the numbers that I've heard were um, included uh, shopping online. And today is supposed to add another, you know, several million something or others. Today being Cyber Monday, as it is called. Anyway, I just thought that was kind of interesting. So let's go to the Supreme Court. I hear that um, bef- before we go, I hear the economy is popping back. Um, they always say that. The though, consumer right? confidence, the highest it's been in like five years. And that's kind of something. Well, there's the media's narrative out there for the last, what, year or so? Two years? How long has it been now? The, the narrative has been, hey, everything's coming back. What? It's looking great out there. Look at all these statistics. Do you remember th- when they did the green shoots narrative and it fell flat on its face about two years ago? A year and a half ago? Shoots. Green shoots. That was the uh, the claim was that the economy was coming up um, and we could see green shoots. Ah, as though things are growing. Yes. Uh, ah. Just beginning to grow. And uh, that thing fell flat on its face. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we, we had a lot of trouble. Um, you know, going and going forward, and and now I, you know, you're seeing people spend money. So I think that uh, yeah, but people spent money at the you know previous year's Black Friday. They're spending more. Well. It's true. It is up nine percent. The number of shoppers is up nine percent. And it doesn't matter what shoppers think. It matters what businesses think. But if businesses, uh, if if businesses get the idea that shoppers are shopping, then they'll start spending money. Well, there is something to be said for kind of. Uh, let's see. What is it? A prophesizing the oh gosh, self fulfilling prophecy mm-hmm. is uh, the term. So there's something to be said for people believing that the economy is getting better, and so therefore the economy gets better. I think there's there is a case to be made for that. But there's also the laws of economics, which are kind of hard to get away from. And I don't the see al- the housing prices going up. The laws of economics. Well, the housing prices aren't going to go up for a long time. Uh, yeah. Housing prices were inflated. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the uh, really. Uh, economics always has to do with what people think it always has to do with what people think the question the question is is how long can you fool the people okay i guess what i understand what you're saying but there's also the fact okay so when when you're you're talking about fooling the people there's also the issue of inflation where the government prints out money basically Mm -hmm. and that makes it so prices go up because there's more money chasing the same amount of goods right and you're just saying that that's still – I mean, presumably that's still fooling people, right? We've all so, lived our whole lives with, uh, with, with what you call – with price inflation. The expectation is that it will happen. There's no surprise there. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, obviously – Are people the, being fooled about that though? I think that they're being fooled as far as no, I, no they're, not, they're not really. They're being – the incentives are set up against saving. So you see people not saving, mm-hmm. but – that's they're not really being fooled because they they sort of understand how these things go. I think that they might not they might be not be being fooled about. Uh, I'm sorry, I, that sentence came out wrong. So I think what they are fooled about is what is causing it. People are not really sure what causes inflation, but they understand that it's happening. Like it's expected, but they don't know why. Okay, that's just my experience. Does that mean from... they've been fooled about inflation? Because 
if you don't know what inflation really is, then haven't you been fooled about it? Yes. Even if you're expecting it, aren't yes. you still misled? Sure. Yes. Okay. Sure. If you don't know why it's happening, if you think yeah. that inflation is kind of like rainbows, like they just happen, <laughs> um, then yeah, you've been fooled. Um, if you don't know that the reason that inflation occurs is because the Federal Reserve creates uh, money out of thin air, then yeah, you've been fooled in that area. But it doesn't really matter if you think that your your car runs on gerbils, it doesn't really matter as long as you can make your car go. And most people can operate inside of this economy to some extent or another. There are yeah, foibles that go along. As long as things don't hit hyperinflation, then things get really complicated, right? That That's certainly going to complicate everything. So and – that, and that's what I mean. Like, you know, just to say that everything's getting better, I don't know if I believe it. I mean, it, that's good. Good statistics are, are good, but – Housing market's not getting any better, and food isn't getting any cheaper, and gas isn't getting any cheaper. People's costs of living are going up as a result of inflation, but yet wages follow slowly behind mm-hmm. that. So the longer inflation goes on for, and it hasn't stopped, uh, the more behind the ball people get. We have more money that we make today as far as the amount of dollars that people take home, but they don't buy as much as they used to, and so therefore cost of living increases, and you know it's just not catching up. The amount of money people make in relation to that is not catching up, and that puts people further and further and further behind the ball and makes it so they have to cut and cut and cut and cut and you know move back in with uh, the family and things like that. There's ways People are going to deal with it in whatever way they have to deal with it, but I think that that doesn't mean that things are getting better when all those things are happening. Generally, as a person who believes in what they call Austrian economics or what they used to call you know maybe 70 or 80 years ago, economics, <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I tend to be a bear. Generally, you have two camps with uh, with people that believe in Austrian economics, which is uh, bears and ultra bears. And I would say that t- to some extent, Ian, you fall into that ultra bear category. What is a this. bear? A bear is a person who, uh, you know, just is skeptical. I know the gay about- term for bear. But- yeah, I, I don't know what that means. Yeah, exactly. I don't either. Um, Someone who's real fuzzy, I think. Okay, good. Like a big fuzzy guy. Okay. So um, a bear generally believes that the market is going to go badly in the near future in whatever Hmm. way. So, you know, I'm pretty bearish on the economy in a long run. But I also understand. Well, I believe in the market. I mean, I think the market is. uh, The economy. The the current economy as it is set up today with uh, some aspects of Keynesian philosophy. I'm bearish on it doing well. Got it. Um, And that's the the market I'm talking about. The market we have. Not the market that's theoretical that works around the market that we have. I see what you're saying. So, um, yeah, I'm bearish on that. But – I also understand that the people that, that do this stuff, that are fiddling with the market, are very good at fiddling with the market. You mean like the Federal Reserve banker? All, the, all, the, all the people that are involved. I mean, I, I understand that Americans work and that people are, um, have lived their whole lives in this kind of uh, artificial economy that's been created um, with you know, the inflation of the currency and a non-value-backed currency and things like that. So therefore, they're just going to continue doing what they're going to continue doing. The ants in the ant farm don't stop working just because they're in an artificial environment. They say, well, yep. this is where we are. 
will work. And you can shake it up and they'll get back to work. They'll get back to work. Yeah. And Amer- you know, Americans work. And I think that that's the wonderful thing about them. And that's one of the reasons why I believe that this economy could come back. And this will not be the beginning of a, you know, a, a currency crisis necessarily. Or I know it's coming. It has to come. There's no way they can continue to mess with the, 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 the dollar the way they have. The only world reserve currency, frankly, the world's first re- world reserve currency, and this is the first time we've seen something like this. So it's interesting to to look at these and, and see how things are going to work. Indeed. Your thoughts are certainly welcome at 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Coming up, the Supreme Court has made a decision about recording the police. Is that right, Julia? Correct. And so I haven't heard anything about this beyond just one sentence that you told me before the show. So I'm interested in hearing uh, what's going on with that. I, of course, was arrested uh, recording the police in Palmer, Massachusetts, inside Palmer Town Hall. Uh, They charged me with disorderly conduct. I actually got a call back from the Massachusetts Civil Liberties Union today. One of their interns called to ask me some basic questions about the case. So maybe that'll lead to something happening there. Keep you informed on that. 855-450-FREE. If you want to find that arrest, you can just go to freekeen.com and search Palmer. Or I think coplock.org slash Palmer also has it. 855-450-FREE. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. technology is created that upends the foundations of society the wheel the printing press the internet now in a world sliding into financial chaos a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world it is called bitcoin bitcoin is a new form of money controlled not by banks governments or corporations but through mutual commerce between free individuals to learn more visit weusecoins.com Free Talk Live, bringing up what you want toll-free, 855-450-FREE, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. You can join us online, freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features on our site. We give them away, and those features include the listening options. We have broadband, mid-band, and narrowband versions of the show. You can listen around the clock at your convenience to the latest episode of Free Talk Live on any one of our three stream selections. Uh, In addition, you can listen on local radio in over 100 places around the country. Uh, In addition to that, we've got our satellite listening options, including XM Satellite Radio, where we are heard all seven nights per week. Plus, we've got the KU Band free-to-air channel, which you can access, as well as the webcam and the listen lines that allow you to call from any phone that can dial long distance. Go to listen.freetalklive.com to learn more about how to get tuned into Free Talk Live. We were talking in the last segment about uh, sort of the inevitability of sort of an uh, an upcoming economic collapse that uh, this economic system with, uh, you know, money that is based on nothing cannot continue on forever. There, you know, all these fiat currencies that have been created largely with one glaring exception, but, uh, you know, dozens and dozens of fiat currencies have uh, crashed and burned uh, throughout the decades. And this one isn't going to survive forever. Uh, one of the ways to protect yourself against that is to get bitcoins, uh, bitcoins, gold and silver. Uh, these are the ways it would seem to me are the ways to protect the value that you've got. 
Uh, with bitcoins, you can they're an, they're an online currency that allow you to send and receive money with uh, without having to pay any fees. It's mathematically impossible for anyone to inflate bitcoins for bitcoins to be counterfeited. Um, so you know bitcoins are protection in that area. So go find out about bitcoins by going to bitcoins.freetalklive.com. Again, it's bitcoins.freetalklive.com. I'll tell you next segment how to get some bitcoins. Excellent. 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. So let's get into the Supreme Court piece here, Julia. You've got what uh, is ostensibly good news for once. Right. Um, This is from the Huffington Post. Illinois police recording law blocked by Supreme Court. The U.S. Supreme Court on Monday delivered another blow to a 50-year-old anti-eavesdropping law in Illinois, choosing to let stand a lower court to let stand a lower court finding that key parts of the hotly debated law run counter to constitutional protections of free speech. Is, it, seems, it seemed just clear, like a foregone conclusion to me, that uh, the public should be able to record public servants in. On public land, being paid public money while doing the public's business. Well, apparently, it's not so clear to the government employees. No, it's certainly the, the police unions and the police chiefs associations. These organizations were dead set against people that are, you know, ostensibly we are the bosses of those people, and against bosses holding their employees accountable. That's what the idea was: is that uh, we we pay their paychecks and we are their bosses. So the the idea that you would be able to hold these people accountable through video should. I mean, it seems like a human right to me, but well, apparently they didn't think that at all. Well, and I, I worked at a bank once, and we had video cameras on us at all times, mm-hmm. mostly for our our protection. Mm-hmm. They were actually pointed at the back of our heads. But this didn't make me uncomfortable because I wasn't doing any questionable deeds with the the money that I was entrusted with. You know, and right, so why are the cops uncomfortable? Right. And when I was hired, it was sort of known like, okay, you work at a bank, you're going to be recorded and people are going to be watching you. And so I wouldn't have taken the job if I was uncomfortable with that. So it seems to me like if you are a police officer and you're getting a paycheck and you're not doing anything wrong, you shouldn't have a problem with it. It's just a part of the job. And if you're doing everything right consistently, uh, people would probably record you less. Probably true. Uh, well, you know, I think that, uh, you know, some police officers pay the price for other police officers um, and th- their activities. But, you know, some police departments have cameras built right into police officers' badges. I don't know if it's more than a handful. I, w- some, I wonder how many there that's are. That's why it's some. Yeah. Um, and I think it's a great idea. The problem with it is, though, that when you talk about uh, situations of dash cams, uh, you know, there's dash cams out there. Just about every police car mm-hmm. has a dash cam these days. And they conveniently get lost when the evidence is against them. It happens all yes. the time. And you'd think that this was a one situation where somebody's just complaining, but it happens all the time. No police department. Here's the problem. The police department is held responsible for the actions of the police officer. So they are incentivized. But not really. Well, yes, they are. If they get in most cases, uh, you know, the officers themselves, as you pointed out, are not held okay. personally responsible. In the times and that the they're held are responsible. Very rarely held responsible. In the times that they're held responsible, then they're going to be held responsible for the individual police officer's actions. So right. therefore, they are incentivized to protect the individual police officer. Even if that police officer did something wrong, they do not want to turn him over because their budgets are going to be hit. Sure. Who wants to be charged for somebody else's mistakes? 
Yeah, and it won't look good either. I mean, police aren't always concerned about their image, but amongst the law-abiding citizenry, if the police are shown to be doing really naughty things, then that does damage their local image, and that, that is something that they want to avoid to some extent. I'd want to avoid it. Yeah. <laughs> so what happened? Uh, several libertarians say the ability to record helps guard against police abuse. The law's proponents, however, say it protects the privacy rights of officers and civilians. Now, that's kind of weird that it protects the – because if a civilian is recording, well, you're talking they, they about mean, other, yeah, other they, civilians? Yeah. Well, first of all, does it say anywhere – does it summarize what the law was proposing to do? Mm, was it to ban all recording of all police officers in uh, public? It says the Illinois Eavesdropping Act enacted in 1961 makes it a felony for someone to produce an audio recording of a conversation unless all parties involved agree. Mm -hmm. It sets a maximum punishment of 15 years in prison if a law enforcement officer is recorded. So they overturned the old law? Yes. I thought they were looking at a newer modification to it. Okay, that's interesting. I thought so as well, but I think what might have happened, and I can look this up later, but I think what might have happened is that somebody... People were recording, so they brought this old law out that mm-hmm. hadn't been used in a while and said, oh, look, it's been on the books. And the Supreme Court came back and said, it's not OK, which you is know, awesome. And I, they're talking about the protection of individuals out there. And as far as I'm concerned, you should be free as an American citizen to go out with a camcorder and just videotape yourself walking down the street, even though you're going to look at other people. Yes, um, and so if those people are talking, you may catch uh, bits of their conversation while they're walking along. You may, uh, you know, somebody's walking by and drops the F-bomb or something like that, doesn't like the way it portrays them. Well, tough. You shouldn't have been walking along a public street dro- dropping yep. the F-bomb. Um, I, I, I mean, I, I don't see the, the argument here. I just don't get the argument for privacy in these areas. If you want to remain private, stay on your own private property, pull your window shades, and you'll be private. Yeah. I agree. This is, uh, I mean, at first blush, it seems like really good news. Every now and then, you know, the broken clock strikes right a couple times a day. They got it right this time. Uh, Some would argue that courts will throw you a bone every now and then to make you believe that the system still works. It sounds like a conspiracy theory to me. Will continue. I think it's a. I think it's you're talking about a um, you know sort of mathematics here. Um, you know, at some point or another, statists are going to you know statist judges when uh, confronted by the Bill of Rights will read it and say yes, you have the right to do with that. Uh, there's more to the story though, Julia, and we'll continue that here in a moment. Eight five five four fifty free the SACL CAI toll free line. And since this is a Supreme Court ruling, I wonder if this will help in a case like our friend Adamo who was convicted of wiretapping for recording government bureaucrats. Yeah, but there's an appeal in process. Uh, 855-450-FREE. Of course, that was all government bureaucrats, not just police. Are you looking for camping, hunting, survival, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries the name brands you want at the lowest prices. Ammunition, knives, firearm accessories, archery, air guns, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, and boating equipment. ManVentureOutpost.com is family-owned, members in good standing of the Better Business Bureau, and has the lowest prices. Go check it for yourself. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. This is Free Talk Live. The toll-free number for you to bring up what you want is 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Coming up, federal crackdown on Cyber Monday. We'll tell you what they cracked down (laughs) upon. It's not good. 
1-855-450-FREE is the number. But there's good news out of the federal government as well, and we can get that uh, from Julia as the Supreme Court makes a, the right decision, it sounds like, with the Illinois wiretapping law. But first... Well, I told you in the last segment, I'd tell you how to get some Bitcoins. And the easiest, fastest, safest way to get Bitcoins is to go to bitinstant.com. Bitinstant.com will allow you to get Bitcoins uh, by depositing cash anonymously in real life, by depositing cash uh, through other means that are less anonymous, by depositing cash online that's not anonymous. There's all kinds of ways to get your Bitcoins. Uh, I recommend depositing at a major bank location because you can keep your anonymity there. Are those back on the list? Because last time I looked, they'd, they'd been pulled off. Oh, I'd have to check on that. Uh, yeah, they've been kind of tweaking the site, uh, putting things on, putting, taking things off. I, it's like It was like BitInstant 2.0 recently, and then they changed it again. Uh, so last time I looked, the major bank deposits had been removed again? Uh, from, from the site. Yes. Oh. There's a new CAPTCHA on the uh, site, too, so... I don't know what that is. They um, had added back in the deposit directly to a Bitcoin account because that was removed while they had updated. They'd been updating some behind the scenes guts on the site due to some sort of anti-terror legislation that uh, came, I guess, somehow came to affect them, unfortunately. So they had they have reinstituted the option of depositing directly to a Bitcoin account. They had pulled that for like a couple weeks and. Do they have them? Are you there right now? It doesn't now? look like it. Okay. Um, now, you've done it through the MoneyGram option. Several and, times, yeah. And uh, your your claim is is that you don't have to give a, a valid in, valid information through MoneyGram. Is that right? Um, not that I could tell. No, I mean- Did I, you? You don't have to with the bank either. It's like when you sign up for it in BitInstant, it will ask you what your name is, but who says you have to put your real name? You don't have to show ID or anything like that. Let me ask you, Ian, did you use the MoneyGram option? Did you use your all your um, accurate information? I used my name. Okay. Yeah. Well, at that point, we don't have any uh, information. There was no way they would know. They would have known had I not. Will you get your money if you don't? Yes. Yeah, it's instantaneous. Okay. I mean, it's, all they care about is whether you pay the bill. And as soon as you pay the bill, right. the checkout, then it's it's almost instantaneous, at MoneyGram at least. I know Julia has had some incident at the bank where it's taken a little longer than she expected. That was uh, one time, and I emailed about that, and it was some sort of uh, just glitch that had happened. Normally it comes instant. It's within the hour. Because I've, I've done it several times. Yeah, and right now, if you are depositing to a Bitcoin address, they're asking for a couple of extra bits of information to make that happen on the site, date of birth and Ooh. full name. Uh, but that's just something they have to collect, unfortunately, mm-hmm. due to some anti-terror legislation. Again, there's no way they can prove who it right. is. Right. Well, and when you make the deposit, there. you don't put your name on the deposit slip or anything right. like that. So, well, unfortunately, the bank option's off the table at the moment. Whether it will be returning or not is a question we'll have to ask uh, one of the representatives from BitInstant. And maybe Mark, would you mind checking into that? Because I'm curious. Okay. About it. Eight five five four fifty free. Let's go to the phones. We'll talk about more about the Supreme Court case here in a moment. Will is on the line in Fort Worth, Texas. Will, you're on Free Talk Live. Will. Hello. Hey, you're on the air. Who me? You are. You, is your name Will? Yeah, my name Will. I'm from Fort Pierce, Florida. Oh, oh, not Texas. Okay. Sorry about that. Go ahead, sir. Well, uh. Last year, of, uh, I forgot the time that I got all my paperwork together. I was uh, somebody, a, a banker actually tried to kill me. After uh, my cable was stolen, I had the internet service up to. And Who tried to kill you? He, yeah, he tried to kill me. Who was it? A banker. A banker? Yes, sir. Okay. 
How did he try to kill you? He tried to run me over with the truck. And what was the circumstance? This after my internet service was used, without my knowledge, why I wasn't home. They had done been using my internet server for a long time. Who had? The, the bank? bank? But I didn't. My landlord, because the banker that was was a banker, I didn't know he was a banker until later on, until after he hit me. But everything's being covered up like it's just a uh, accident, but it ain't no accident. I, I let the officer know that the man tried to kill him. Hmm. So, so why right would he try to I kill you? Because do yeah, do you have a motive for the crime? Yeah, he got a motive because I filed the paperwork, but nothing ain't happened. And the paperwork was in regards to what? I'm sorry if I'm a little confused. It, it was going to uh, cable flaws. Like they used his uh, internet connectivity or yeah, something? Yeah, he used my internet while, while I went home. And he was going to kill you over using the internet? Or are you finding out he was using the <laughs> the internet? Yeah, I had told... Well, what happened is I filed a police report. Okay. The uh, maintenance guy told me that, oh, you don't know who you're messing with. You're messing with a dangerous guy. A day or so later, he ran over me. He biked over me and almost killed me. If nobody wasn't around, he would have killed me that day. Wow, that's really scary. I mean, I don't want to minimize what uh, had happened to you, but I'm just surprised. Why would he have uh, done that to you over an Internet connection being used? All I know is got to be something serious behind it because I filed three police reports because my wire got stolen, first of all. Then the internet service. Then I find out later on that my wire. Your I wife? In fact, my wire, like beautiful. Oh, your wallet. I apologize. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, got stolen out of the same property. Then I find out later on that my ID was used at the cable place to get another internet box. And somebody was claiming to be a, be my roommate, but I didn't have no roommate. <laughs> How do you know this guy works for a bank? Because if you look him up online, you'll see his name. Is it the same guy, though? I mean, what's the... Yeah, I, the same guy. What's the allegation? What, what is the guy's sir? name, allegedly? Now, it may, you know, you can throw any name out there. We don't know if what you're saying is the truth. So, allegedly, what is it's the guy's truth. name? His name is Michael Gordidi. That doesn't sound like that would be a pretty common name. So you Sir? you found out how did you find out the name of the guy that hit you in the first place? Because he's he his ran landlord. And then they tried to make it look like, look like a. Uh, and a he's your thing. landlord. He owns the property, yeah, and you're renting from him. And wow, mm-hmm. that's crazy. And the police that's warned crazy. you. And nothing ain't happened. And he now the police. Jail. Now wait a second. The police warned you that he was a dangerous individual, and then no, it was the maintenance guy told me that. Oh, the maintenance guy. Okay. Sounds like it's time to move out. Yeah, I mean, this, this no, sounds like I, a... I don't do it no more. If he hit me, if he tried to, I'm in the wheelchair now. Oh, thank I goodness. Behind hitting me. I'm how f- how far are you away from this guy at this point? Down the street, because my mom lived, like, you know, about two, three miles west from where you at. When did, when did this happen? This happened like a year and a half okay. ago. Have you had any trouble since then? Yeah, that's what I'm calling right now. My life is in danger right now. It don't made it all the way to my family where he's uh, trying to, to influence my family to hurt me. He's trying I to influence your family. Now, which members of your family is he trying to influence? My sister. And in what way is he trying to get her to hurt you? 
I really don't know because all I know that they don't threaten to, uh, you know, do stuff to me violent. Why would your sister do that, though? I mean, I mean, wouldn't she just immediately say, hey, get away from me? She always be like, I don't know why she do that. She's been like that all her life. She don't like you? No, she don't like me. Yeah. I, you know, what do you do in a situation like this? I mean, you, if you take him at his word, he's got a powerful banker who the police are looking the other way. He's running down his tenants, ain't stealing. The, ain't just the police, it's the FBI, too. The FBI's involved in this. So, I, I'm sorry, and, and, and the guy's name's Gadidi? Yeah, Gadidi is G-E-L-T-T-Y. Allegedly. I, what do you recommend in a, in a situation like this? I, I mean, got no get the hell out of town. I mean, you've got a you've got a powerful banker connected with the police department. His stealing, story is so bizarre. Stealing internet, stealing people's wallets, running down his tenants. I mean, this this guy's out of control. It sounds like he's untouchable. I would say get the hell out of there, and uh, and but you know, that's try- impossible for me to do because they they kind of pick me to do it with, and they say I'm kind of in take take your mom and get out of town. I wish I could give you something better than that, man. But I, that's all I've got. If you got some but suggestions for Will, I don't know. See, this is just a thing. You'll have to call another time and tell us the thing then, Will. I appreciate appreciate hearing from you tonight. Good luck out there. Man, 855-450-FREE. Do you believe The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give five bucks a month to the AMP program. You like your friends. You like Free Talk Live. Like your friends enough to share something you like with them. Help Free Talk Live get into more ears. Podcast listeners are the most important area of growth for Free Talk Live. Please share one episode a week on Facebook. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything you want. The toll-free number is 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us online at freetalklive.com. We've got a webcam. You can watch, you can listen, you can interact because the chat room is built in to the very same page as the cam. Go to cam.freetalklive.com to do those things. It's free, unlike those other talk show hosts that want to charge you for their sites. We give ours away, including the webcam and the archives and pretty much everything you find there. But if you want to help support the show, there are ways to do that. One of them is shopping. Tis the season Cyber Monday. Uh, It's the Monday after Black Friday is the big day for all of the online sales. And I guess the reason why it's Monday is because allegedly a lot of people don't work when they're at work and they actually go shopping online. Oh, my. So uh, (laughs) that's one of the reasons why I think they have Cyber Monday as opposed to like the Cyber Weekend or Black Friday. Uh, so they, so a lot of people are buying online. You can too, and you can take advantage of Cyber Monday sales over at Amazon, for instance. I did today. If you go through shop.freetalklive.com, you get the same great Amazon experience you're used to with the same huge selection, the great prices, free super saver shipping, everything you're used to with Amazon. You're just entering through our portal, so Free Talk Live gets a portion of the profits that Amazon would normally keep for themselves. So it's a great way for you to get the stuff that you're looking for and get a great deal and help Free Talk Live out all at the same time. Go to shop.freetalklive.com. As we go to Sean, he's in Minnesota listening to WNMT. Hey, Sean. Hey, how are you doing? Hey, great. What's on uh, your mind tonight? Uh, well, 
was just listening to your last caller, and I don't know why I picked up on this. I could be all wet, but it seemed like everybody was kind of missing why he was calling in. Okay. You guys were talking about wiretapping and all this other stuff. I think that's what tempted him to call in on this. It, it sounded to me be. like he, he's a tenant, okay, renting from whatever. It sounds like some dude has a lot of buildings or whatever. And when they were, and when he was gone, they were tapping into his internet connection. And all was said, he also said his ID was stolen. And then he mentioned something about the FBI. Well, it's, it, I don't know why I'm putting this all together, but it sounds almost like some dude that's uh, is involved in a bank. It's like something a little more nefarious going on, like he's stealing his tenants' internet connections and their IDs to conduct some sort of shady type business that everybody was unaware of. That's that's kind of how I put it together. It, it could very well be. I mean, it, it definitely sounded yeah. shady. If I didn't was... go after him, I mean, you know, his story sounded, I was a little skeptical of his story, but I didn't go after him because it certainly could have been true, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, right, but I mean, he was, you guys, even on the radio, you guys were kind of talking over each other a little bit. It was, hard, it was kind of hard to put it together, but, but it sounded to me like he's been, he's figuring this out and he's somehow being uh, uh, gone after because he figured something out that maybe he wasn't supposed to figure out. I know it sounds all conspiratorial and stuff, but that's kind of because you put it together with what you guys were talking about and what he said. That's what I think he couldn't get his point across. That's what he was looking to do. Is that it's like something else was going on, and this dude stealing internet connect, using other people's internet connections and IDs. Apparently, running him down with a truck. Well, yeah, or how, you know, however, and I'm sure it wasn't that. I, I'm sure he's got people. You know, but, oh, he but made it sound like of, it was this one guy that was uh, that was doing it. And you're right; no, it was because, hard to really grasp where he, where he was coming from. So you know, we certainly did the best we could, and I appreciate your uh, you know your perspective on it. What do you What would you do? I mean, presuming that all that is true, what would you do if you were him? What would I do if I was him? Well, yeah. I'd get everybody and get out of dodge, but yeah. I would also push. I'm I'm kind of the kind of guy that would push it. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm sure he sounded African-American to me, and he, and he was a little hard to understand. And I'm sure he's not getting a fair shake. It was me, some uh, you know, middle-aged white dude from Minnesota walked in and, and had that same kind of story. I think somebody would listen to me and take it a little bit more seriously, perhaps, unfortunately, than him. I yeah. would agree that uh, that his accent uh, was is probably going to make it difficult for much more difficult for people to take him seriously. Well, I mean, yeah, you, you being able to communicate with uh, others and, and tell your story in a way that is understandable. Well, yeah, getting his point across, you know, yeah. he wasn't able to articulate it. I, me, I would I would push it more. I'm I'm a little more. Uh, when you say uh, you'd push it, what do you mean? Like you 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 know confront the guy. I would press, I would press, if it was something like that was happening to me, I would press law enforcement more on on it. I'd put the pressure on that to go, hey, what's going on here? Wasn't he you claiming know, that law enforcement was covering up for him though? Well, it sounded like you know, yeah. With that, I don't know if it sounds like it was getting covered up or they just weren't taking him seriously. You know, it sounded like that's it was, possible. Uh, it, could, it could go both ways, I yep. guess. But yep, that's but certainly he, possible. He sounded, he sounded scared. He you certainly know, it's did. Hard to fake that. Sorry, Julia. Oh, my, you had my mic turned off. I did, apparently. My uncle happens to be a uh, police officer on that force in which he lives. Really? Yeah. Really? He said Fort Pierce, Florida, did now he not? Now we know it's a conspiracy. Thank you, well, Sean. Check it, check, I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Yeah, I appreciate your perspective on that. 855-450-FREE. Mike is in New Mexico. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Mike. Hey, Ian, did you hear about the police officer that got fired in Piedmont, Oklahoma last week? I might have. I don't know. There's a lot of cops out there, but you're right. Most of them don't get fired. What do you do? 
uh, he wrote a ticket to a mother of a three-year-old yes. who peed in the front yard. It wasn't it like a ten thousand dollar ticket like or something ridiculous? Ticket, yeah. yeah, for what indecent exposure? Yeah. Urinating in public? Public urination? Ridiculous. Yeah, it was a three-year-old. But... Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, it, it is it's ridiculous what that officer did. But what happened was there was so much outcry from the neighborhood that the police chief felt the pressure and got rid of him. Of course, he's appealing his termination. Yep. But that's what can happen when the people just enough is enough yeah i mean it's it, it absolutely it does show a, a power in the uh the the public there i i wonder how it's going to turn out because i think that the police union likely i mean if this law is on the books then he probably acted lawfully i don't think yeah. he used any level of discretion um so you at know, what point does it become now look everybody has to go to the bathroom so at what point at what age should that arrest have been made at what age should that ticket have been written? Seven? Twelve? I don't know. Fifteen? You know what? It's tough. Thirty-five? The neighbor that called was pretty... Uh, you know, I'd, I'd like to know who the neighbor was. I mean, did the neighbors not have anything better to do than stare out their window at... Hold on. I mean, I this cop ticketed somebody based on the say-so of a neighbor? Yeah, the neighbor called. The neighbor called and said that they witnessed the three-year-old drop his pants and pee on a tree in the front yard. I mean, every and you know what? Even if they did want to throw some kind of indecent exposure thing in there, everybody, I've got nephews and stuff, and if they can escape from the bathtub, they'll go streaking everywhere. I mean, what's sure. the big deal with the three-year-old? People are used to, should be used to seeing things like that. There's nothing titillating well, or sexual, uh, you know, at, for most people at least, about a naked uh, three-year-old. So, and the other thing is that at that age, they're really just learning to be potty trained and to be able to go on their own. And I think that um, I think that teaching kids. I don't think that peeing in public, obviously, kids peeing everywhere is necessarily an awesome thing. It's not really sanitary, but but if it's your front yard, but if kids have to go, I'm not sure that that uh, punishing them is healthy. Well, I, I'm trying to think of the worst place a three-year-old could possibly drop trowel and uh, go on the floor, and I don't think at any point a $2,500 ticket is the appropriate thing no. to do. If they did it in the middle of the uh, the foyer to a, the courthouse on the marble floor, I think what should happen is the parents should uh, you know do what they can to clean it up and uh, yep. you know chase. Uh, ch- Show the child, uh, instruct the child in the proper place. We don't do that inside. Come on, let's go to the bathroom. But in the front yard against a tree? Absolutely You're going to help the grass grow a little bit there around uh, it's, the tree. It's a potty enough. training technique, as a matter of fact. He probably saw the dog did it, figured he'd emulate. Well, exactly. I, mean, I am amazed, first of all, that this police officer could write a ticket for indecent exposure for an act he did not witness. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised at I that, mean, too. I mean, I wonder now, they how that would have question. held up. Oh, did your son go to the bathroom in the front yard? Good point, yeah. The answer is true. yes, then, well, you know. You're under arrest. No, it was a ticket. ticket. Well, Mark has said that a ticketing <laughs> is an arrest. Mark, <laughs> this is what you, you get for talking to the police. Haven't you said before that a ticket is an arrest? A ticket is an arrest, yes. Yeah. So that's absolutely outrageous. And no, I hadn't heard of that story. And it's good news that they fi- uh, that they fired the cop in that case. Of course, as you pointed out, he is appealing, and a lot of cases these appeals end up with firings getting overturned, and then the cop being reinstated with back pay. Oh yeah, uh, for I all think the that's what probably is going to happen here. That they, that that he missed. Mike, anything else you want to share? No, thanks for the time. Thanks for the call, man. I do appreciate hearing from you at eight five five four fifty free. I've had that uh, story in show prep for a couple of weeks now. <laughs> how how old is too old? 
I mean, uh, it's, a, it's an interesting question. Yeah. I mean, I find it highly inappropriate for a 35 year old to decide to, uh, you know, just go and pee out in public. Um, but whose business is it? I mean, as long as you're not peeing on the neighbor's property, then what's what's the problem? <laughs> well, if uh, I mean, this sounds like a, a, a this sounds like a neighborhood with a sidewalk going by and, and yeah. things like that. If you're talking about so? a, a busy neighborhood and some guy, I think weirdo, it would be up to the neighborhood to decide those rules, right? Right. Okay. And what if they decide that it's inappropriate? Which I think a lot of people would. Yeah, I think it's highly inappropriate. 855 Ian, Ian loves no. naked people. I don't, I don't see what the problem is. Everybody pees, so what's the big deal? If somebody's got to go and Everybody there's somebody poops, in the bathroom. Everybody poops, but I don't want to watch it. More coming up. Well, don't move into that neighborhood, I guess. Hour three's God. next. How would you know? Hi, this is Mark Edge, host of Free Talk Live. We've been witnessing a meltdown of the very economic engine that powers this country. With a printing press tethered to Washington politicians, bureaucrats, and central bankers, How can we put our trust in paper money? For years, I've been buying gold and silver from Midas Resources, and you should too. Come see gold.freetalklive.com or call 877-357-9938 for a free book titled 10 Reasons to Own Gold. With Washington, D.C. delivering more debt and printed promises, common sense tells us the future of the trend is obvious. Everyone listening should visit gold.freetalklive.com or call 877-357-9938. I trust Midas Resources for my gold, silver, platinum, and you can too. Again, I want you to have this book, and it's free. It's gold.freetalklive.com or Launching into the third hour of this live edition of Free Talk Live. And they're all live because we do it seven nights per week from 7 to 10 at night Eastern Time. You can join us online and, of course, join us on the phones here, 1 855 450 3733. We will continue with your phone calls and continue with the Supreme Court case as well because Julia had just begun to tell us some of the good news, and that is that the Supreme Court is. Well, sort of overturning the wiretapping law in Illinois. We can get into some more detail. On and all others, what exactly? Well, eh, not exactly, apparently. Not exactly. But we'll get into that. It's a, it's a good ruling. 855-450-FREE. But first, back to the phones and the fun. Let's go to Matt. He's listening in Illinois. Matt, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Mark, Ian, and... Uh, uh, Julia. Julia. Julia, thank you. <laughs> How are you guys tonight? What's on your mind, Matt? Go ahead. Um, you had a guy last hour at the end of the hour talking about a case in Utah where a cop ticketed this kid for uh, peeing in his own front yard. Yes, three right. years old, apparently. And he said that that the neighbor, yes, three-year-old, that a neighbor called, and that's simply not true. Oh, this really? This is a police officer. The, 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 the neighborhood is a cul-de-sac. And it's out at the very edge of the town. So all around them is nothing but countryside. Did this happen where you live? No, he doesn't no, live in Utah. I just oh, I'm sorry. Watched the, uh, I watched the newscast gotcha. about it. And you could see the uh, you, could, you know, the camera was, was there. And it, the, the, the houses had these big, huge yards. Okay. Pretty much just nice green lawns. You could see the countryside rolling into the background. And the the mom who was being interviewed, said something to that effect and but the cop would sit at that in that cul-de-sac he would just sit there so the cop himself oh wow 
drop his pants and and take a leak. And that was one of the things that really irritated the neighbors, the whole neighborhood. They were all saying, what's this cop doing out there? What's his business sitting in this uh, obviously affluent neighborhood? Well, clearly he's there to protect the children. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, they arrested him. So um, anyway, I just wanted to, to call and make that. Uh, Thank you for uh, it's an important point of clarification because that was one of the bewildering factors to me was how the cop could have arrested someone for doing something he didn't witness, uh, and then Mark, you know, pointed out that well maybe he just asked them and they cop then they admitted it, which case then he could have made the arrest. But he was just sitting there staking out a cul-de-sac. Pretty much, it's, more it's, or less. I don't know that you know what he was doing back there, or if he had a girlfriend back there, or if he was just going back there mm-hmm. to avoid having to do other work or you know, what the point of his being there was, but the neighbors complained because they said, the neighbors and this lady, everybody complained because they said he was there all the time. Wow. So, yeah, he had been staking them out for a while. So they didn't feel served and protected, apparently. Well, I I think that, yeah, right, and I think that the ticket that the cop wrote out wasn't going to be that huge until the the woman complained, and all of a sudden he's like, you know, well, here you go, $2,500. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. It says right here, News 9 was told that before he could pee, this is the little boy, a Piedmont officer stopped him. Wow. uh, And the bathroom break cost him 25. Yeah, he jumped out of that car, huh? Yeah. (laughs) Saw that tiny little penis uh, exit his pants or his pants drop down. That cop was out of that door like a (laughs) shot. ready for it. (laughs) The pee patrol. Matt, thanks for the call, man. I appreciate the clarification and certainly an important point. Uh, 855-450-FREE, the toll-free number. And interestingly, the mother uh, um, plans to to fight it, the ticket, because she says her son didn't actually finish the act. So hold on. Not that this is stupid. Wait a minute. So they fired the cop, but they didn't drop the ticket. They didn't null process. Well, this, this? this is an old story. Um, this is you know I, I had the story okay. before they uh, rescinded the ticket, and so the ticket was rescinded. Okay, right. Just wanted to make sure I was clear. The on police that. chief, uh, you know, seeing the opportunity to uh, get reelected, rescinded <laughs> yes. this. So there you go. Interesting story. What is it? What, I still ask the question though. What age is too old to be peeing in the front yard? Five, ten. 15 I think 20 I think you're 40, uh, you know somewhere between 75 yeah, somewhere around 10 uh, you know 10 7 yeah. to 10 What if it was a 90 year old person with dementia I think that uh, I think that if if you're talking about a person who is uh, clearly mentally disabled mm-hmm. uh, whether they're you know it's through dementia or you know age or whatever then people are going to give them a buy, but this has Why? to do with... I mean, isn't a penis a penis? I mean, isn't this going to damage the... Ch- Presumably the reason to not have someone peeing in their front yard is because it's going to hurt the kids or something like that, well, right? If it hurts uh, the kids, I mean, at the very least you can say, that person's mentally ill. <laughs> you could say that anyway if you wanted to, right? Like, you could say, that uh, 40-year-old guy across the street, he's crazy. You know, that's why he's doing that, son. It's not normal well, in society for people to do that. I think generally... People do not want to see people going to the bathroom. Um, it's just not <laughs> particularly sanitary. And, you know, you mentioned before everybody pees, so who cares? Everybody poops. 
I don't want to see somebody <laughs> pop a squat. And now yeah. I'm not going to, I don't think that it should be illegal. I think that private property laws would absolutely take care of that. I think you most mean like people. like deed restrictions? Laws right. or deed restrictions? Well, like community rules. I think most people don't want to see people peeing and pooping in their yards. I think that's true. Yeah. And I think I'm not advocating for it. I think you're going to see community pressure in the form of yeah. rocks thrown people through people's windows. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I think that wow, it's, that's rude. What's rude? Peeing in your uh, front yard? D- destroying someone else's property oh, because somebody did something in your, your front but yard? That's that, the kind of thing you're going to see. Do you I mean, support that? Do, I, what, what difference does it make if I support it? I'm just telling you about reality. You don't seem to care about reality, so I'm tell, telling you about it. Well, reality is sometimes you got to pee in the yard. I mean, what if the uh, the Look, toilet's hey, backed up? I live, or on my, in the... I, I live on 11 acres. Yeah. You don't have to tell me about peeing in the yard. I understand peeing in the yard just fine, but there's decorum issues. If you've got a yard that's 10 feet by 20 feet and it's a busy street where people are walking yeah. by all the time and you decide, well, I'm going to go out and pee on the only bush I got because it's <laughs> better for the environment Like, and, and you aren't overtly mentally ill, three years old or 95, yeah, yeah there's going to be some problems. If you're 95, it's kind of funny, right? It's like, like why, you know, now, how old does it get now when it's, how old do you have to be before it starts being funny? I think that you have to be mentally ill and it has to be demonstrable. I see. I think that it's funny. It's so being be a dirty old man doesn't count. If you're no. a demented old man, then it's yes. totally all right. Or woman. Sure. Uh-huh. Interesting. I, mean, I would, don't understand your position on this at all, Ian. I just don't think that, you know, it's not something I would do or that I advocate that people do, but what's the big deal? Someone well, has to pee in the front yard? Okay. Well, what about pooping? You know, it's their, it's their front yard. <laughs> I don't advocate it. I don't think it's a good idea, but it's not my yard. So I don't care. If you want to put a garden gnome out there, I might have a problem with that, too. I, I think that uh, you know people don't want to see this in their neighborhoods. Would you agree with that? Yeah, that's probably true. How do you, uh, how do you solve but the problem? But it's cute when a kid does it no, and I don't funny think when that- an old person does it. Well, I don't think that they think that it's necessarily cute. It, it, I think people it, would think act, it's cute. Maybe the act is not cute, but the fact that uh, you know they're, they've made this mistake that, that what's cute is that they're innocent, they're a child, they don't realize what's wrong about it. Right. People would so see it's that it's not. Cute. Oh, look at his teeny weeny and no, how cute it oh, is. Oh, there's a kid peeing on a tree. I mm-hmm. I think that there's somewhere think that kids somewhere do between that are cute, cute and acceptable. Mm-hmm. You but know, you don't know where you draw the line, though, right? I, I've made it clear where I draw the line. Where was it? It was somewhere between uh, like seven, uh, maybe seven, eight. Okay. So Jack's in there. still okay. He's four, right? Come Jack, on, five. Look, like I said, I live out <laughs> in the country, and it doesn't matter. Yeah. I have a deep concern when Jack goes to school that um, you know that that he doesn't know any better, and mm. probably does just pee on the fence in the uh, the playground. Good um, point, and you wouldn't know either because you're not there. I wouldn't they know. They would let you know, I'm sure of Maybe it. they would, maybe they wouldn't. It's a Waldorf school. They're a little woodsy. Um, so, you know, maybe maybe the other kids are doing it too. I have no idea. But Look, he man. hasn't been uh, taught the sort of appropriate behavior in that I area. get it. I get what's appropriate. I mean, if you don't understand what I'm saying, that's fine. I it just seems to me what that, you're saying. It just seems to you me that think- people are, are way too uppity about bodily functions and body parts. Oh, my God. We can't let our kids see somebody's penis. Oh, breasts. We can't have a woman but- walking downtown with her top off. I don't know if not wanting to see someone pee necessarily means that I'm anti-penis. And, and I I'm think not, it comes from the same I'm place. I'm not for laws about this. I'm for communities making up the neighborhoods. Should making someone up their be able to walk rule. down the street naked? Um, I don't know if I want would want it in my community. I wouldn't freak out. It's not the biggest deal in the world. I think it comes from the same place. I agree with you. I think that 
defecating in the front yard. That takes right. the whole walking right. down the street yeah. naked thing I and think, pops it up to another level. I think defecating I is worse than peeing is worse than walking down the street naked. I agree with all of that, but it's all just what, what everybody does. What if they just it so. on themselves in the front What's yard? The big, is that okay, too? <laughs> pull out the video camera. Maybe you can make money on YouTube. Do you have a website or product that you make available to people nationally or even internationally? Free Talk Live is heard on more than 100 radio stations and two XM channels. FTL's also been voted five times the best political podcast of the year and four times been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list, the 100 most important radio programs in the country. We can do ad packages for you from as little as $500 a month on up to $3,000. I'll work with you to customize a package that will work within your budget. Contact me, Mark, at mark at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want toll-free at 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us online, freetalklive.com, and enjoy the features you'll find on our site. You can actually create the content. If you find something online that you'd like to share with us, as well as the rest of the listeners of the show, submit it as show prep at freetalklive.com. It then appears on the upcoming stories page on the site where it must receive a certain number of votes to be promoted to the front page and the top of the site. So do get over there, get interactive, and see what other people have posted. Vote them up or vote them down, and then post your own stuff if you would like. freetalklive.com. Have you ever wanted to take a complaint to court but didn't have the money to spend on an attorney or didn't want to spend the money or didn't have it or you know whatever the circumstance was? Well, howtowininincourt.com is your solution. It's a course for people who don't have an attorney. It teaches you the court's rules, and until you know those rules, you're going to be fighting in the dark. You don't have a chance, not much of a chance anyway. It works for plaintiffs and defendants in civil or criminal matters in state or federal courts. This is uh, it's the new and improved jurisdictionary course, howtowinincourt.com. It's written so that the average eighth grader can learn it over a weekend. Their uh, brand new website has all kinds of free tools. You can go there, use the free tools, buy the course. When you complete the course, you actually get, uh, they give you an honorary degree of Juris Doctor there at uh, howtowinincourt.com. It costs less than an hour with any good attorney. Howtowinincourt.com. All right. So we are talking about what started with the conversation about a three year old peeing on a tree in Utah was mom was ticketed uh, for that. Was it a twenty five hundred dollars? Twenty five hundred dollars. It was a uh, what was the charge again? Indecent, it wasn't indecent. Public was urination. Public urination, uh, which is actually a sex offense in most places, as I understand Some. it. So had this gone through, it ended up they dropped the ticket. Ended up they fired the cop over this because the neighbors were outraged by the police officer's behavior that the cop literally exited his car uh, that for some reason he had parked on this cul de sac and made you know wrote this ticket out. Uh, to this mother, led into a larger conversation about property rights and the ability to take a dump in your front yard if that's something that you want to do. I have, by the way, um, spent most of my life living on cul-de-sacs, yeah. and I rarely, if ever, saw a police officer on a cul-de-sac. It's just mm-hmm. not a kind of place where they go, so I find it very odd that the police too. officer would be sitting in a cul-de-sac. It's a strange thing, the, the, the News 9 there. I would have liked to have seen his police report as to why he was stationed at that particular cul-de-sac. Like, what were you doing there What kind the of crime place? occurs at a cul-de-sac? I know, robberies could occur there, it but could. you don't just sit on one cul-de-sac. I mean, it's very strange. 
But uh, you know, it's a safe cul-de-sac, I would assume, in some ways, until until you st- your three-year-old pees in the yard. We've now look. You guys both uh, were pretty adamant against the idea of this being an o- an okay thing to have happen in in a neighborhood. Somebody using the bathroom in the front yard. That's... Adult, a, a sane adult. Right. And and I get where I totally get where you're coming from, but I do like what uh, Menno has to say, who uh, is actually sitting in the back of our studio right now, and he's kind of on my side on this one. Of course, and you that do. Is, and that is <laughs> why that, wouldn't you like what somebody who is on your side exists? Well, and that is that even though I wouldn't necessarily engage in that particular activity, I would want to live in a neighborhood where people weren't all uppity about what their neighbors were doing with their property. Now, but I don't think that. A few simple rules such as that necessarily means people are uppity about what somebody's doing in their yard. I'm not sure that the two go hand in hand. Like, are you suggesting that if a few of these rules exist, like, okay, you're not going to pee, poop, have sex, masturbate in your front yard, that that means that... Uh, everybody in that neighborhood would be a busybody, and that every uh, that um, you know everything else would be banned. I think it. I think it points to busybody. I disagree. I disagree. I don't think it uh, points to busybodiness. I think it points to a, a minimum level of behavior that people want to have in their neighborhoods. I the, see, the, th- the funny thing is here is that you live in a neighborhood and do not pee in your yard, and you support people pe- peeing in their yard. I live out on a farm area and regularly <laughs> use uh, you know what will drop. Wh- You're doing this. I'm You're out, doing it. I am out working on um, you know chopping wood or something mm-hmm. like that, or happen to be outside. I don't care because nobody can see my house from the road. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter at all. So, I, I mean, it's strange to me that you're, uh, you know, that it's it's odd that we have these op- opposite arguments. You don't care about peeing in your yard. I happen to uh, have done it many, many times. Um, I just don't think it's appropriate in a neighborhood. Uh, you know, I mean, you shouldn't be out there burying your pubic hair and your genitals, uh, you know. <laughs> d- Unless you're 95 your with dementia or under the age of seven, was it? If you're 95 with dementia, it gets funny. Okay, let's go to Robert. He's in Vermont. You're on Free Talk Live. Now, uh, Vermont, of course, is a place where being fully nude is legal in most places. Go ahead, Robert. Mark, i got to say that I totally agree with you. <laughs> I know exactly where you're coming from and what you're talking about because I have that same scenario where I have enough privacy where if I have to, I can go outside. But I generally, as an adult, I'll go and I'll use the toilet. But, uh, sure. You know that the, 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 the Ian he's got he's got he's he's got a, he's got a, some thinking problem here because <laughs> you know you don't just go outside in the middle of downtown Keene somewhere no. and decide not that, in the well, middle of somewhere in the middle of the your yard and I'm just gonna just go piss out my front yard. No, Robert, Robert, no, 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 you don't go anywhere downtown. You don't use the public. Well, well are you gonna say Ian, streets? That you haven't. I have not done any public urination, no. You're a liar. What are you talking about? I'm so... Ian, I'm sorry you're doing it right on the statue. (laughs) You're a liar. On the statue? Get on this, Ian. Come on. What are you talking about? You're hurting the show. The best thing for you to do is to walk away from that microphone because you're pathetic. (laughs) Thanks, Robert. I don't know what you saw, man, but uh, I don't think it was peeing on a statue. I, 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 Although that statue could use a, 
a coat. I don't think that that's going to do anything for anybody. No. Um, <laughs> I, I, He's talking about the war statue, which is in down. I mean, I presume it's the only statue I know of uh, around here. The war it's the only statue. One I can think of yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a, the one that's on uh, the front page at freekeen.com holding the peace flag. Uh, that it is the Union soldier. It is a monument to war. And if there's any statue that I'd like to see uh, gotten rid of, it's that statue. That would make my day. Yeah. Well, I don't think peeing on it's going to make any friends, though. Yeah. Yeah, I heard you. So. I would say personal <laughs> responsibility is a huge part of being a libertarian, and it's certainly a huge part of selling libertarianism to others. Yeah. This is the way that you do not sell libertarianism <laughs> right. to other so, people. You know, <laughs> like I advocate personal responsibility, and I think in general, if you live in a neighborhood such as the one that you live in, you should not pee in your yard if you want to be respectful to your neighbors because most of them don't want to see that. Yeah, that's And I true. like building relationships with my neighbors. I want them to like me. And the reason we have laws against public urination is because of the people who didn't respect their neighbors. Not because everybody respected their neighbors because then you wouldn't need a law for it. Mm-hmm. It's the people, it's the, the situations where... Somebody didn't respect their neighbors. Yeah, but the problem is when you open up that Pandora's box and you say one thing you can't do, then all of a sudden there's a thousand things you can't do. Before you know are it, you're saying that uh, you violating. You can't be nude in your front yard. And are you then saying it's, that it's okay to violate people's rights then? Because once you uh, disallow somebody from violating one person's rights, then you have to disallow. I mean, what? Then you can't have a flag up in your yard before you know it. The grass has to be cut every two weeks. Uh, it can't be any higher than, uh, <laughs> right. you know, Slippery six slope. inches. I it don't think that's true is. at all. Absolutely. I don't think it has to be that way at all. Before you know it, you've got a regulation that says you can't park a truck in the front yard. I you mean, are being ridiculous. 855-450-FREE. Have you ever seen the deed restrictions for some about, of these neighborhoods? They're, ta- they are ridiculous. 855-450-FREE. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves here at 855-450-FREE. And as usual, I'm ruining the movement. 1-855-450-FREE. And and I asked the question on uh, Facebook and Twitter, would you live in the free neighborhood or the restricted neighborhood? You're you're saying that there's two by saying that. (laughs) There's one that's 100% you can do whatever you want, and there's one that has a million gazillion rules, like a typical deed-restricted res- deed community today. Yeah. I, th- I think that it's wonderful where a person who obviously has uh, you know inept social skills and, and whatever mental illness you've got can turn it into <laughs> a viable going concern where you can make money like Free Talk Live. I think it's great. <laughs> Let's continue in, with that in a moment. But first. But first. Um, so... You know, every, the the 30-year fixed mortgage is the gold standard of uh, mortgages out there in the United States, but not in other countries. And you really got to ask yourself, why would a mortgage where you can pay double the amount of the principal in interest be what people want? 
you can uh, I mean you could probably take your 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 mortgage currently flip it into a 20 10 or 15 year mortgage um, maybe even wrap in some bills have a payment that's the same as it currently is for you and pay it off much more quickly you could do it with mortgageminuteguy.com they've got uh, you know, expert mortgage uh, experts there, uh, qualified brokers that uh, you can speak to. Uh, just go to mortgageminuteguy.com, and I'm going to give you the telephone here in, in a telephone number here in just a second. They do loans in all 50 states, and we've been working with them for quite some time. Mortgageminuteguy.com. And by the way, uh, Roger Schlesinger, the guy who uh, is, uh, you know, captains the whole ship over there. He's an expert who's been uh, quoted on in many uh, radio and television programs, mortgageminuteguy.com. The telephone number is 866-288-0088. Again, it's 866-288-0088, mortgageminuteguy.com. All right. Well, we could we could continue this, but I feel like we've covered all the uh, the necessary Oh, I bases. could go all night. Yeah, it's just you poop could. slinging from here on out. There's... <laughs> We do have some folks waiting patiently here who would like to talk about other things. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Let's go to Katrina, listening in Fort Pierce, Florida. Katrina, you're on Free Talk Live. Um, yes. I'm calling in regards to a Mr. Willie Kent. Um, we have some things going on down here in the Florida area, in Fort Pierce, Florida. Um, he was uh, recently hit by his... Um, Landlord, um, and this, this I think landlord. he called earlier tonight. That's correct, and, and you, I'm just calling to confirm. You know this gentleman? Yes, I do. What's your relation to him? Um, he's just a great friend of okay. mine. Uh, so he was yeah. hit by his landlord who about a year and a half ago, right? That's correct. Okay. About a year and a half ago. What else did you want to? We figured that much out from when he called. It was kind of hard to get a grasp on where he was coming from. Uh, you know, the story was a little disjointed, hard to follow. So was there something else you wanted to bring to the table about the story? You just want to verify that it happened. Yes, that's correct. Um, right now he's in a wheelchair, he's mm. homeless, and um, he's sustained spinal injuries. And the Fort Pierce Police Department, also the Sheriff's Department, did not do anything. We've been trying to contact um, a couple different news um, places, and they will not respond to his um, cry out for help. And I think that's very uh, disgusting and uh, very wrong in what they're doing. Um, they basically disregarded him. This guy had him pent under the truck. Um, he was riding on a bicycle, and he just backed over the guy. Mm. So basically it's attempted murder, and no one's doing anything about it. Everyone's got the hush mouth. What do you think Nobody the reason for that is? Um, basically because they, they didn't do their job in the beginning, and so now they're trying to cover themselves. Mm-hmm. And that's what's going on. Um, no one's doing anything about it. Um, How are you listening right to the show tonight, by the way? Um, online. Okay, interesting. Because you are in Fort Pierce, which means you can listen live on the radio on WTTV 1490 AM. So I, I didn't know if that's how you were listening or not. So I'd recommend everybody in the Vero Beach, Fort Pierce, Fort Pierce area check us out on News Radio 1490 WTTB. Thanks for calling and confirming that, uh, Katrina. I hope that he gets some luck in finding justice, but if the cops aren't doing what, anything what's for What's his him, name? Willie. Willie Kent? His name is um, Willie Kent. That's correct. Okay, I'm just curious because my, my uncle is a police officer in Fort Pierce, Florida, So I and he sometimes we have conversations on Facebook about um, police morality and mm-hmm. stuff. So I, it would just be interesting to say, hey, what do you think of this? And see I what see. his version of the story is. 
Thank you again, uh, yeah. Katrina. I hope that you guys can find some justice, but I don't. Uh, I wouldn't keep my fingers crossed on that one, and I still stand by my recommendation that the best thing to do would be to get the heck out of town. Say what? You believe uh, that this guy running him over is not an issue? Oh, I absolutely think it is. I hope that he can get some justice on that, but unfortunately, I know how the police work, and uh, if they don't, you know, if they're not showing an interest, then there's not really much that's going to change that. I mean, corrupt cops are corrupt cops are corrupt cops, and so what are you going to do about that? Yeah, well, he's going live because he feels like his life is in danger and that the public needs to know what's going on and how corrupt these cops are. There's no shortage of it, and and I hope that they do find out. What I'd recommend is you go to copblock.org, copblock.org online, and check out that website. Maybe submit the story there. Uh, Pete Ayer and the rest of the crew over at CopBlock might be very interested in hearing about the police covering up uh, that story. But there's no shortage of it. It's not just, uh, you know, as you may know, it's not just Vero Beach. It's all over the place and not just Fort Pierce. It's it, Police corruption is a huge problem and there's no shortage. Yeah, there's not of even it. a news story on this. I wish it's you the not best. even. And he, he's a board of director. He's like second in command of our bank. Mm-hmm. You know, like what is going on? Yeah, so he's he's connected. I mean, he's one of the good old boys. When you're high up at, you know, some bank, you probably have accounts with governments, you know, or the governments probably have accounts uh, at the building. And people know people. And I don't know. How big is uh, Fort Pierce? How many how many people live there? Do you know? Um, about 40,000, yep. so it's a small country town, yep. don't so get me wrong. It's one of those places where, you know, it's <laughs> likely that the police chief knows who all the, the bankers are, and they probably go golfing together. Uh, and when you're in a situation like that, and of course, big cities aren't any better, they're not any less corrupt, they're just uh, more impersonal uh, in their corruption. So I don't have good news for you, Katrina. There's nothing I can do personally to help your situation out, but you've at least gotten his name out there. You've gotten the story out there, and we are live every single night on WTTV in the area, so people are hearing about this. Maybe folks in the area can reach out to you, uh, and if you want, you can give out his name one more time. Yes, it's Willie Kent, and um, he he has had threats on his life, and we just pray that someone out there hears it and is very concerned about his well-being because i am definitely concerned thank you katrina i appreciate hearing from you tonight i yeah i'm sorry if it came across as though i wasn't concerned for this i mean i don't i don't know what you do in these circumstances i mean once once you can't count on the police this is the problem with a monopoly police department you've got nowhere else to go i suppose you could hire a private investigator but ultimately the private investigator could only turn over evidence to the police for some sort of charging situation that you know the, the pi can't charge this guy it wouldn't be the worst idea in the world, but a private investigator is going to want money, and Willie yep. Kent, uh, you know, homeless in a wheelchair, right? Yeah, that's probably not going to work out. So eight five five four fifty free, the SACL CAI toll free line. Let's continue. We've got anonymous calling from Texas. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, uh, speaking of age appropriate things, um, you know, I uh, this weekend or Thanksgiving, we did a lot of gun shooting. Mm-hmm. And my son's eight, he's almost nine, and uh, I started him out letting him shoot a twenty two pistol, and he did well. And, of course, we're teaching him all the safety things, you know, how never point at anybody, always treat it like it's loaded. Yep. All that, all the, a lot of lecturing, you know. Good advice. And, uh, yeah, and anyway, we, uh, you know, I took videos of it, and, and then he he did so well with the 22, and he actually shot 
shot the targets he was shooting at better than some of us, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> so I let him uh, move up to a 9mm and got a video of that. Uh, what do y'all think? Is that a 9mm uh, handgun? Yes, sir. Okay. At nine years old? I would say that uh, from a social convention, it seems like uh, it's, it might be a little early for folks, no, but I think it's that there's fine. prodigies hang, in, in every area. Hang on, Anonymous. We can come back in a moment here. 855-450-FREE. I think I went shooting for the first time around that time. It's no big deal. Free talk live. When you're planning your move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, consider Keen. Civil disobedience, politics, media, outreach, and social events. Keen has it all. Get connected with video, audio, our forum, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything that you want toll-free at 855-450-FREE. The SACL-CAI toll-free line. Join us online at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that we have on our site. You can go over and uh, enjoy it on us. There's no charge for using the website. But if you would like to support Free Talk Live, you can do that by promoting the show. Go to promote.freetalklive.com. And you can download flyers, which you can print out, put up wherever you would like, hand them out. You can also use the web graphics that we supply to you, perhaps as a banner on your website or your blog. Uh, In addition to that, we've got uh, graphics that are very high resolution. You can use that for whatever sort of designing purposes you would like. And also the free bumper sticker offer. Go to promote.freetalklive.com to learn more about all that and get your free bumper sticker. Promote dot freetalklive.com we continue with anonymous on the line in texas you were saying that you took your nine-year-old son to uh shoot firearms yes, uh, you trained him the appropriate basic rules about don't point it at anybody always treat it as though it's loaded uh two really good key ground rules for firing weapons and uh handling them and you brought started him with a 22 you then moved him up to a nine millimeter and your question was how did we feel about that yeah, I mean, you know, like uh, I was wondering whether or not to post it on, face- post it on Facebook, and uh, I even got it, got him up to my forty cal, uh, you know, pistol, and that thing kicks pretty good, and he yeah. handled it well. Hmm. That's and, great. Uh, I was a little, yeah, yeah, I agree with you, Ian. Uh, I was a little bit worried, uh, you I'd know, be, about what my. I'd be worried ahead, too. Mark. Worried about. Just well, I mean that the the world's full of crazy people, and lots of people think that guns are dangerous. Like, so the you're guns worried are about dangerous. posting it to Facebook, not worried so much about his son. That's what I'm worried about. I'm worried gotcha. about posting it to Facebook. Just to make sure we're clear on that. And right. uh, you know, I've had people. I've I've put p- pictures of my son in the bathtub. No parts, just you know. Yeah. No, no parts that get anybody upset, just a, a kid in a bathtub and uh, to Facebook. And people have had, they're like, oh, you know, they're, they're concerned with what the results might be. And I don't know what the results might be. Um, so I'd be concerned, too. I, 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 you know, I would tend he to. He is air- in Texas. I mean, it's probably a little bit safer. I don't want the guns. trouble. Yeah, I, see I what mean, you're what what is what is the when value? In doubt, leave it out. What, what's the value of posting it to Facebook? Right. What's the uh, the value of not having uh, you know whatever child protective services after you? Yeah, that, that, that's kind of that's what I was want to know. I mean, because there's other people know, all the people around me are like, hey man, it's no big deal. People post pictures of their seven year old shooting a deer, not necessarily a video, but they're like, oh look, my seven year old shot this deer, and yeah, and and think- all that. And, it's probably likely that nothing would happen to you, but it could. So it just depends on whether or not it's worth taking the risk 
to you. Yeah, I mean, I think if the if the picture is you and your son at uh, you know the range, and you're there giving guidance, and you know right behind him or whatever, and it all sounds thing, legit to me. It sounds very wholesome, you know, family kind of. Well, some uh, people activity. touching a gun, putting a gun yeah. anywhere near a child is an act of child abuse. I'm sure that yeah, my mother yeah. feels that way. Yeah, and you know, and I, you know, like I called in before about shooting guns and stuff, and. And I get it, you know, but at the same time, I don't want my kid to be one of those kids that he was at Johnny's house. Just make it up an example here. He's at Johnny's house, and Johnny pulled out a gun, and, you know, they're all eight or nine years old. And like, oh, look at that. You know, that's awesome. And next thing you know, somebody gets shot. Oh, right? yeah. You know, it happens, and that's one of the reasons why I... Uh, want him to shoot, you know. No, I I agree. I think that, you know, it's certainly a good thing to do with the gun training. I also think Mark might be on the right track with when in doubt, leave it out as far as Facebook is concerned, uh, just because you never know who's going to snitch you out. In fact, I had a story tonight that uh, might be related. Woman faces a felony in Texas, by the way, after posting a photo of an undercover cop on Facebook. And how did they find out about this? Well, one of her friends saw the photo with the caption about it being an undercover cop on her news feed and snitched out this lady. So you may think you know everybody that's on your friends list, but then, whoops. They get all, you know, self-righteous in whatever way. Mm -hmm. So there you go, Anonymous. Go ahead. Uh, Well, yeah, I was going to say, like, would it be better if I showed a big him riding a four-wheeler or a motorcycle or whatever else? You yeah, know, like it's kind of interesting. I think a four wheeler is probably legal. A motorcycle. I had a motorcycle. I had a motorcycle and a gun um, at, at like age ten, and uh, you know, somehow or another, I managed to make it. Yep, I certainly crashed the motorcycle out on our family property, and you know, <laughs> I, that, those things happen. Hey, thanks, anonymous, for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you at eight five five four fifty free. Julia, did you have more that you wanted to tell us about this uh, wiretapping situation? Illinois' wiretapping law hasn't entirely been overturned, but it is now in a position where it can perhaps be overturned. According to the last paragraph in this, this story from Huffington Post, the ACLU will be asking a federal judge to make a temporary injunction against the entire law permanent. So that hasn't yet happened. Um, well, it says earlier in the article um, that state legislators, uh, legislators endeavored to soften the law earlier this year, but now those efforts have been stalled. The high court's decision could prompt a renewed push to overhaul it. Uh, state Representative Elaine Neckritz, a vocal opponent of the, law, of the law, said court decisions hitting at its constitutional constitutionality could effectively nullify the most contentious aspects of the law and make further legislative legislative act- action necessary. I wonder, you know, I, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not one of these people that really understands how the system works on from the legal aspect. I mean, I probably know better than some people because I've gone to a bunch of court hearings. But if the Supreme Court over, you know, holds up this case, because they didn't actually issue a ruling on this. They just upheld the lower court's ruling. So they didn't actually hear any arguments or anything like that. They just upheld the, the lower court. If they do that and it's in regards to a specific law, it doesn't invalidate the whole law right on its face? I mean, it's they have to go through more processes in order to actually get rid of this thing, even though the Supreme Court basically just slapped it down? 
That's I, what it seems like. I, it would seem like it would just invalidate the whole law, but, you but, know. And apparently it won't invalidate, because I asked uh, the attorney for Adamo Freeman, who's our friend from copblock.org, who spent three months in jail because he recorded some conversations with some bureaucrats. One of them was a police officer. But I asked him, you know, is this going to help with your case? Because he's appealing that 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 particular decision we, who was found guilty. And he said he didn't think it was going to help. So if it doesn't overturn Illinois, it's certainly not overturning New Hampshire, but it seems like it should, right? Like if the Supreme Court is upholding the idea of, hey, you don't have to give everybody notice. That's not required here if you're in public. And, and we don't know what they said because they didn't actually say anything. Yeah, I don't know exactly um, how the laws work, like how they're able to restructure the laws. But I, I see this often. And I remember when I ran for city council in Keene years ago, this was six, maybe five or six years ago, mm-hmm. um, I used to go to the city council meetings and there was some sort of city ordinance that had been voted down. And when the gentleman who proposed the ordinance did not get the results that he liked, he rewrote the law and reproposed it. So... I, I mean, I guess they have the ability to word it differently and put it back on the table. Mm. I guess I it has know. to do with the injunction. Maybe the Supreme Court making a decision doesn't necessarily repeal a law, but maybe it makes it so you can then get an injunction. Maybe at that point, because that's what it says the very last paragraph, is that they are now preparing to get a permanent injunction against this because there is already a temporary injunction against the law. Mm-hmm. So I guess having that higher level court decision allows an attorney to go into a lower court, again, in this case, the U.S. District Court in Chicago, and say, OK, look, you got the Supreme Court decision on this uh, this law. Now we need that injunction to be permanent. And presumably it will be like a guaranteed thing, right? Like where that other judge will. Then if you've got the ruling, you would think so. Judgment. Yeah, you would think so. So maybe you know something more about the law than uh, than we do here on Free Talk Live. You <laughs> certainly could. welcome to call and uh, and you know clue us in, which would then I would presume mean that some attorney in New Hampshire, because there's only a handful of states that have this two party consent rule. Most yeah, states about a dozen. And as I understand it, the federal law is it's a one party consent, meaning if one person who's in a conversation knows it's being recorded, it's legal. Uh, whereas the other states like New Hampshire, Illinois, and I think Massachusetts was one of them, uh, if right, and this these one these uh, these laws, these two party laws, have almost exclusively been used to protect police, quote unquote, protect police officers, right, and to to uh, you know basically put a chilling effect on uh, your private citizens trying to hold law enforcement accountable through video and audio recording. Right. So presumably the ACLU or whoever in each of those two party states where Currently, the law is that every party involved must be aware of the recording. Uh, presumably, they would have to put injunctions on those laws in all of the states. That's just my, you know, sad layman's misunderstanding. Well, of, uh, of hopefully, the law. what you would see is is that uh, these laws would no longer be enforced. Um, you know. <laughs> we know that doesn't happen. Yeah, the cops can. You can have solid rulings against uh, certain laws, and the cops will still crack down. Like I, I was arrested in Palmer, Massachusetts, for recording the cops. They just charged me with something different. Yeah, disorderly, right? Disorderly conduct instead of wiretapping. Eight five five four fifty free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. What am I giving you that number for? We're done for tonight. We'll see you tomorrow night online. In the meantime, check out Julia at pukeandthegang.com. That's her radio show. We'll see you tomorrow. Freetalklive.com. <laughs> 